Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. You know what the real goal is to see how long I can go without cutting my hair? Would it be you lose patience with it, or would your wife tell you to cut it before? What would happen first? Me. You would lose patience yeah, before yeah, your yeah, wife yeah, would yeah, tell you to yeah, get yeah, cut? Yeah. She likes the beard and she likes the hair. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, yeah. Yeah, she must. Man. Man, I was going to say, big throw on a guy. flannel, carry an axe to the bedroom. <laughs> this is Gresh and Fourier. Bill Belichick loved Jaden Daniels. He was a guy on the top of their draft board, okay? He was going to do everything in his power to try and get that guy. Does Gerard Mayo stick with that? Andy Gresh. Bill did a great job for a long period of time. I don't want you guys to take this as uh, because we're changing our shots toward the previous uh, regime. Uh, and saying that we will do it differently and it'll feel different. But at the end of the day, we would like to replicate the success that the prior regime has had. Christian Fourier. Someone like me needs to contain their emotions. You get personally upset when people say you're not trying. And, and But I thought about that. And we need to realize that people equate spending and big free agent deals with trying and, 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 and investing in the team. We understand that. Gresh and Fourier right now. Ruffled my fever. You've had a hell of a week with the English language. On W-E-E. Oh my God! <laughs> you, had, uh, you, had tongue, you had tongue surgery along with your uh, along with your uh, uh, elbow. Oh man, Gresh looks you're... old. Wow. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Uh, oh yeah, Dogecoin Eddie. Yeah. I'm sure he's got a. I'm sure he's really uh, fat stacking it. I'm telling yeah, you that, that that Dogecoin and crypto really worked out, huh? Oh geez, listen to you getting all like. Uh, Getting all upset. Well, about I, you know what Eddie I do some... is no, but that's the thing. You can only go off of the gutless, spineless. Let me hide behind a moniker online reaction. That's all I can react to. Well, I guess like if you if you yeah, engage, it's not like people sign en- up and put their real name in there. So well, when they, should, they and their address, so when they so when they number. say stuff that's like you know borderline racist or whatnot or any <laughs> issue, you know people love to raise the white flag now. But you know there were, these are the nameless, faceless people that you wouldn't be able to track down who come in and yell fire in the crowded theater. <laughs> is this? Is that a real thing? Uh, Coop's bringing this up. Dogecoin, yeah, that's 12, a real thing. Twelve cents. Wow, it's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. It's a joke. But I want to get yelled at today. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there you go. And that guy will probably be out of the chat in about thirty seconds. Anyway, that's normally the uh, normally the way it goes. Uh, you you heard the audio from NFL Network from. Let me, let me refresh myself as to uh, who this is. 
Bridget Condon is uh, it's listed on the uh, Twitter bio as an NFL Network on-air host <laughs> and reporter. <laughs> All right, so out of nowhere, I don't. Hey, hey I, what, what what do you want your title to be? I, <laughs> we should all get to pick our own titles. I, I mean, uh, yeah, and we here. Hear... First of all, do you, have you ever seen her before? Heard of her before? I have not. No, but you know, in the little bit that I heard in the open, the first thing that I thought of was old Diana Rossini, the Patriots love Jared. Yeah. Stenum. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Did I just have a, a flashback? The New England Patriots love Jared Stenum. She was so excited. Aww. Oh, my God. You guys love him? Well, I am going to sell it. No. Okay, so uh, that's big news yesterday. Big, big news. Yeah, for, uh, for those who missed it, I mean, talk about a nugget out of left field considering it was connected to Bill Belichick. Here was uh, Bridget Condon. I do believe sitting on set with, uh, let's see here, Pelissero, uh, Rap Sheet, and uh, who's the ball? Garofolo from NFL Network. So the three people that are the insiders, and then in slides Bridget <laughs> Condon, who drops this. I can tell you, based on conversations that I've had with people around the organization, Bill Belichick loved Jaden Daniels. Mm. He was a guy on the top of their draft board, okay? He was going to do everything in his power to try and get that guy. Does Gerard Mayo stick with that and say, okay, we're going to figure out how we get this quarterback in here? Or is he going to say, you know what? I'm now the new man in charge. I'm going to do things my way. Wow. Well, I can hear if if this this is this is classic. This I is mean, great. So uh, many things going through my head. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Here. Okay, so uh, you go first. What's like? What's the first thing you thought of when you heard that? Um, where the hell did this come from? Okay, that was one of the things. And then like, what did you? What was your answer for where it came from? Uh, it feels like. This might have been from the BB side. Yeah, you know, he's friends getting, of Belichick. He's getting jabbed left and right. Yeah. Uh, you know, even to the point to where Gerard Mayo yesterday, when asked about it, has to be like, okay, like let's not shape a narrative that isn't here or whatever. Well, y'all ended up creating it. Oh, and we'll get to walking back comments because uh, Mayo, like a good defender, should. You had to sink the hips. You got to go backwards, right? You got backpedal, right? Yeah, backpedal. Then you got drive to the ball. Well, <laughs> Gerard Mayo ain't driving to the ball yet. He's just doing a lot of backpedaling right now. Uh, I, I and, love. And we will get to that. Okay, this to me is like the turd in the in the draft, the Patriots draft uh, punch bowl. Okay, and here's why. I hear you guys. I'm Bill now. I hear you guys talking crap about me. I hear you guys like want to make believe like nothing I did ever mattered and I sucked at my job, that you guys want to be different and you don't want any hard-ass vibes. Okay, let me throw this out there because they do like Jaden Daniels. Mm -hmm. They agree with Bill, but because it's now out there that Bill likes him there we go. and he was high on drafts billboard and their obviously philosophy of doing everything opposite that Bill would do on record, by the way. On record. I, out of spite, they can't take the guy they really want. That's my key spiracy. Bill just threw a big, giant draft turd into their Patriots like draft board. So so it's now the, uh, well, they, they can take ownership of this guy. And, oh, by the way, it was reported that Bill Belichick really liked him. Now, 
Here's another thing that I do sort of wonder about all well, I gotta of this. Well, I got to get your comment and, on that. Well, I got to get your comment on that. You mean on is the... Because uh, oh, I do think... Oh, no. I think you, we're is now... There, is there, are we there? We're now into the... We're, we're playing the media games for the next couple of weeks. But, so is like, there, but I think it took... I, I mean, it seems like anyway that it took until Elliot Wolf got up to the podium before it was like, all right. I've had enough of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that I know how to I know how to sabotage them. You know what? With Mayo, <laughs> there is at least the, hey, I drafted the guy. He played his ass off for me. He coached under me. And even though Mayo has clearly made some verbal mistakes, there's no doubt about that. And again, we'll get the one that Mayo's walking back here shortly. I think that when Elliot Wolf kind of checked, you know, like when uh, the less of a hard ass vibe, that's what drew this, in my opinion. Not the Mayo end of it. It's the you little twerp. Yeah, I gave like, you a shot. From the bill, I, that's what. That's my point. Yep. So I you think little bleep. I think that they know. They all like Jaden Daniels. Hey, just so you know, before you even can talk to this guy, everyone's going to know that. This is Bill's guy. This is he's not even in the building and he's still going to get credit for it being his guy. Well, I mean, Elliot Wolf actually pulled the lever, but Bill decided that this is the guy long before it even that Elliot Wolf was even in control. He was control of the draft board throughout the season. Jaden Daniels is number 1. Now you're you're going to be stuck and you're going to be tethered to Jaden Daniels who is also tethered to Bill Belichick and you're trying to, you know, Remove yourself from anything and make your own decision because you're a big boy now and you can make your big boy decisions and you don't need your data telling you what to do. So, of course, out of spite, you can't take Jaden Daniels. All I thought of was the, was the, is it like the Pampers pull-ups commercial? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big boy now. There we go. I mean, that's Elliot Wolf. They get Walking to put around. their big boy pants oh, on. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I could take a pig and <laughs> climb a tree. I'm a big boy now. Boop, boop. <laughs> Uh, so oh, out of spite, tree. Out, out yes. of spite, they can't. He, yeah. he does not want to. He will be forever linked just for that one little nugget. He will forever be linked to Bill. Well, it really wasn't your decision, Elliot Wolf. Like Bill identified him long before you did. Well, you just, you just, you just jumped on board. Well, maybe this is all a part of collaboration. It's just with somebody who isn't here to collaborate anymore. Yeah, I get that I mean, song on my head. Oh my god! Guess, and Elliot Wolf looks like a baby, anyways. I can just see him like he's on like the Maury Springer show. Like I like to dress up like babies. The who? The the Murray? <laughs> you Maury Povich? He had drafts billboard earlier. Yeah, you had yeah you had you had drafts billboard earlier, and then uh, yeah. Well, I'm Maury, starting off. I'm shot out of a cannon Maury, today. Maury Povich and freaking Jerry Springer got uh, right. drafts billboard. Oh, that's oh great. man! Uh, the it, it does feel like this is kind of the first sort of uh, lob back to everyone down there who's it's been so doing the ding dong. Great. Which it is, is dead. such a good. It's just like you planted this like you know super bomb inside and you hit it and nobody knows where it is and they're searching for it and it's like a virus on your computer. And nobody knows how to get it off. Next thing you know, some bill pops up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really like with the hoodie? Where yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they try to press send. I've they probably come, send their pick in. I've come to ruin your draft. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
I'm telling you, there's some sort of virus that he stuck on the computers before he left. <laughs> like he had one of his IT it, guys. Like on on March on March third, uh, what, what would be the first real day of free agency? <laughs> like March 13th or 14th, everybody's going to turn on their computer, and then at like 9 a.m., yeah. it's just going to be like the face of the hoodie comes up. Yeah. And he's like, they're locked. <laughs> yeah, we've been hacked. We've been hacked. That's right. And we no, can't. We or so they can't the process. They can't process any contracts. Robin Glazer's running around. With, yeah, a hammer, with a hammer to hit things. Jesus, God Almighty. We don't want to break it. We want to fix it. Meanwhile, you got Wolf standing there going, no, no. No more hard-ass vibe, everybody. No, no. Suck it as No, thumb. no, no. We're not going to. Hello, everyone. We're not going to break anything today. Uh, oh, my word. Yeah, there he is, Bill. Up on your screen when you're. Oh, hey, there send the picket. Send the picket. That's right. All the screens go black, and there's Bill. Bouncing around. It's just bouncing around the screen like it's the ball that used to, you know, like when your uh, screen would go to sleep oh. and they could have it set up to where like the ball would like bounce oh, around man. or whatever. That's just, oh, it's just, that's, what a great move by him. I don't think they can outplay him in this. If it When it comes to like the joust that is, seems like we're doing, like jousting back and forth and the whole well, spy versus spy, I, mean, I don't think you can outwit, outplay, outmaneuver Bill Belichick. And, and look, at the end of the day, if we're being truthful about it, while you and I have had a ton of fun with this, it doesn't matter whether Belichick likes Jaden Daniels or not. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And that's why this report coming out of nowhere was like, wait, what? And I think this was the subtle kind of, okay, I'm going to push back a little bit on all you guys down there who were running around doing the no pants dance. And uh, I don't think this should keep the Patriots from drafting Jaden Daniels if that's the guy they really land on. I know we're going to talk to Kurt Warner coming up at noon because there is the tape versus talent discussion, but now there are more and more people, and I think I saw somebody retweet Orlovsky today about the whole Jaden Daniels moving up the board and people really starting to you know smart on this guy and really like him. I think there are, there are some things you can really pick uh, at. In terms of Jaden Daniels, the tape, the size as well, there's a lot to kind of get to there. But I don't think this should preclu- – if, if they like Jaden Daniels, then still be convicted enough to take them, regardless of whether Bill really did like the guy or not. But that's the other thing, too. So when Bill left, did the draft board say Daniels was already stacked as the number one guy? I mean, well, because Gros I stayed, well, Matt, uh, Matt Gross stayed, right? And he now. was in charge of it for right. some degree, right? And, and you're Elliot assuming Wolf would have been a part of putting that board together in theory, but you know, all we heard about again, everybody was afraid to talk to Bill. So who, you know, what El- was Elliot Wolf putting it together for himself, or was he putting it together for Bill, or was he too scared to ask the guy? I would say that it does matter in some degree if you believe that it's a PR competition. Mm-hmm. And to your point, when was the final straw when Bill said, okay, I've had enough of this? The whole hard-ass vibe comment like from the combine when you're – the first time you get in front of a microphone, you, 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 throw a, you throw a big grenade like that at me, which is an obvious shot at Bill. No doubt. Like you almost, almost you had a personal issue against Bill because he didn't treat you right. He was too tough on you. Nobody really understood like anything about it. 
And my first opportunity, I throw that out there. How about a conspiracy theory? Quick text into 37937. Good morning to the texters and the Twitchers watching on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. You can also go right into the Odyssey app. Texter out of the 781 says it's a ploy to show they aren't dissing Bill. Oh, so they're taking the other side. Yeah, I'm not so sure about oh, we're, that. Let's include Bill in this because, like, his spirit is still in the room. Oh, yeah. When oh, he's still there. There's a, we have a candle lit over there in the corner. How about that? That represents Bill's spirit. Here's the thing that I want to know from Patriot fans at 617-779-7937. I'm curious as to what you make of really the first two months of this whole new regime. Are you to the point of the, all right, fine, stop talking about the past, just focus on the future? Do you think this is all childish? Do you think that this is ultimately going to work out? I'm just curious as to where people are at. Now you've had some time to really watch this sort of a new group act, react, and walk some things back. Which we will get to, and it was something that was said on this very radio station that Gerard Mayo is now kind of backpedaling from a little bit. Kurt Warner at noon. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. So I threw the question in the uh, Twitch chat as well. What do people make of the new regime so far? Or are you as skeptical as ever? We get a few... Uh, I'll be skeptical if they ran it back with BB. Drumo, I just want to wait for the results before I form an opinion. Oh, that's that's bold there, Drumo. I know. So I guess uh, he won't be commenting on anything until it's over. So I guess we'll see him in you know about what? three years. Yeah, I don't want to comment at all until I, I, I have all the answers first. Because that way I have a better chance of being right. The uh, the uh, uh, Pats fan five oh three. Uh, your lust for BB confuses me. The last four years has shown it's time for a change. I laugh at the greatest coach ever framing of your argument, and then to get into the without Brady, blah blah blah. And then I said, okay, go check all those other alleged greats. And Don Shula had not one but two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and one of them went to one Super Bowl, and never went back to another one. And like we could play this game all day, you know. Again, to people like that. 21 never existed. Strange, Farmore, Ramondre, uh, Agon, uh, Marcus Jones. Uh, I know Jack Jones is gone, but all bad picks. All of them. All of them sucked. That's the way the, the haters are. All the picks were bad, and the last four years were terrible. Yeah, you did have a playoff year. You're eight minutes from another one with a slap as an offensive coordinator, and it caved in this year. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess Ooh. bar I guess Barmore sucks. So uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Look at that. Uh, so I guess uh, good job. So I guess we don't want Barmore back. He was a bill pick. He's coming up, right? So no, no. Uh, you, what you really need to do. So in I the guess most Gonzalez is, is 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 forget about ways. Gonzalez. Forget about him. It and is, he's done it, in four years. It's a bad pick. I can't do the. <clears throat> there's no way. Okay, so we could. You could literally try to, you know, um, my whole thing is a, if a draft pick is a hit, um, I mean, there's a couple, you know, you know, uh, traits that they would have, like, you know, if they're a pro bowler or this or that or whatever. But the most important Started one. Started every game from yeah, a rookie yeah, year. Yeah, you know, which is really hard a, to do. Even though they came from an FCS level, which was the yeah. reason everybody, you know, hammered the pick. But they you, still could, you could go through every games. single. We yeah. could literally go through the last 10. Keep it fair. Go through the last 10 of Bill and just go hit, miss, hit, miss. Give each hit like a number, each miss a number. Right. And I will tell you, 
if you did the same thing for every team, yep, he would still be you know top five of hits. Right. He would still be top five of hits. So, uh, and when Gerard Mayo came on this very radio station, and quote, yeah. ready to burn some cash. <laughs> Ready to burn some cash. Guess who is walking it back, as we predicted, by the way, in that everybody was so giddy to have the power down there to be free. I get to be free and say what they want. And now you got Gerard Mayo now pumping the brakes on the... We're getting ready to burn some cash. That's right. Oh, did I say that? It's the Thai Law backpedal. You can call that you can call that the Gerard Mayo honeymoon. Uh here is what Mayo told the great Karen Garigian at Mass Live after uh finishing a small group session with the uh local media and this got posted at six oh seven AM. So uh Mayo told Mass Live, you know, I kind of misspoke when I said burn some cash, but I was excited when you see those numbers, but you reflect on those numbers. You don't have to spend all of it in one year. (gasps) He sounds like Bill. (laughs) How dare he? Uh, Mayo added, this is going to be a process. So I don't want people to think you got $60 million, $70 million, whatever. So let's get this guy, that guy, that guy. It may work for a couple of games or maybe a season but it won't work long term. There are going to be a lot of fans that are going to be upset at that because there are a lot of fans during the bill years who screamed, you got to go spend every year. You got to go throw a bunch of money out there. So now after the initial giddiness, it kind of sounds like Gerard Mayo and maybe others, fans, it'll be interesting to see the uh, oh the realities, the economic realities of the NFL, and that it's nice to scream funny money every contract. They're still not going to do that down there. At well, least I don't think so. I don't think so either. And even when we talked to Brad Stevens yesterday, I don't know if you picked up on this, is that he basically, in his own way, I think, admitting that he's not the best cap guy. He's not a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's got somebody else to kind of tell him yes this will work. You can afford this. No, you can't afford this. Oh, you can afford this, but under these kind of you know limitations. That's the same thing with Gerard Mail. He's not going to be a numbers guy. He's not going to know how to manipulate and do this and do that. And he's and he really he shouldn't care to. He's got Elliot Wolf to do that. Right. He, we shouldn't expect him to know how to handle all those numbers and figures and voidable years and extensions and this and dead ca- popsicle headache. So he is. Oh, geez, I didn't know. I thought I could spend a hundred million dollars in one year. I can't. Oh crap! I wish somebody would have told me that. Well, here's the other economic reality of it all, and I know that it's very flippant to say, just do whatever you want with the cap, and a couple teams do, but most don't. But when you call Mike Onwenu a cornerstone player, you're you're telling his agent, we love him. We love him. Cornerstone guy, want him here. We're going to make it work. Cornerstone tackles get $20 million. If you're the agent, yeah. you're like, oh, yes. Thank you. You just, you, you really helped, you know, you helped tip the hand. Yeah, on. you said it, not us. Like, again, could have said, 
Mike's been a very important player for us. We would love to keep this guy around. When you drop the word cornerstone, you're that that would be normally reserved for a franchise tackle, would it not? Normally it was a franchise left tackle. And I think there's actually a difference. So I heard uh, Todd Bowles, head coach of Tampa, talking about Mike Evans. Could not talk, was basically doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but... They desperately want him to come back. They yeah. desperately want to sign him. Now, I don't know if he wants to stay. So they're saying all those things, understanding that they're willing to kind of pretty much do whatever. It, it only matters is if he's willing to come back. He may want to go to another team. But for a young GM, first-time coaching staff, that whole group together, you really have to temper your excitement. Because if I hear that, oh, I'm the cornerstone. You, you you said it. Right. You said I'm a priority. Then I'm assuming that uh, I can ask for top I dollar. can ask for whatever I want because cornerstones of offenses get paid $20 million. And let's just, you want to use kind of like a standard, let's just look to the uh, franchise tag. You guys are thinking about franchising me. That's about $20 million a year. So let's start with that. Yep. And now let's discuss how much you love me and what you're willing to do to show it. Mm. <laughs> that's all that matters. And and again, I'm sure there would be some who might think this is just a matter of semantics. And some could argue that it is. But it means a lot in that world. Agents are going to just, it, it's no different than being married and you, you could be harping on your kid for something and the kid's going to hear what they want to hear. Sometimes they'll hear you, sometimes they won't. It's the same thing in the world of player sort of development and in the world of NFL players. You'll see what you want to see. You'll believe what you want to believe. But when you come out and say something and you represent an organization, as I've learned from my agent who's repped NFL guys going all the way back to the mid-80s, whatever you say, I will use against you in a negotiation. And that's a part of the – and was, was Belichick too far the other way? Maybe because he didn't want to get pantsed by Mike Onwenu's agent calling and saying, all right, let's get a cornerstone deal done. Yeah, they just don't say anything. So there's never they're, you're, they're never going to get caught having to walk something back like Mayo like did. Like Mayo did, exactly. Uh, Mayo, by the way, did call Onwenu and Kyle Duggar, two humongous targets. I would love to have those guys back. Said perfectly right yeah. there. Uh, Bill Belichick has, I guess, let it out that – he likes Jaden Daniels too. Is in the words of Christian Fourier, is this a big deal or no big deal? Should the Patriots even think about it, or is this just the volley back to their side of the court on the some of the media games? Maybe yeah. This is this is Bill played. marking his territory. Oh, I like that's what that. I think it is. That's what I think. Okay, just so you know, I was here first. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Someone in the Twitch chat, by the way, mentioning the Mike on when who, as of right now, doesn't have an agent. That's right. No, he. Um, I think that was last week. He fired his agent. Uh, normally, yeah. And then you have to wait a certain period of time. I do believe before you hire someone. I'm pretty sure there's an NFL rule in there. Um, but I say let that one wait. Just wait that one out. Is what I would say. It's a little bit like Lamar Jackson. Once you realize that the numbers are getting to a point to where you're like, oh, I might need somebody to look at this or well, check it out or whatever. You much know? different from being a rookie where everything is kind of like it, it is what it is. You, you, there's not much maneuvering. Marvin Harrison's 
going to do it on yeah. his own because it's 10%. Basically, it's 10% of whatever the number three pick got last year. Yeah, and your agent can't do anything for you really as a rookie. Offsets. Nothing. Is, is, There's is nothing about really they can do. But, but now, as a free agent. now is when you can really screw up. Language here, miss the comma there, sit it the wrong way here. You know, that to me is the scary part. And if you're the NFLPA, it is in your vested interest as a union that if Mike Onwenu continues to want to just sort of do it on his own, that there there's a little bit of a backstop to make sure that he doesn't get taken yeah. advantage of. Because that's really where the union could get themselves into a, not trouble, but heat from the players, let's say. Uh, Jack in Portsmouth starts the day with Gresham Fourier on Belichick and Jaden Daniels. Jack, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Hey, first of all, love your guys' show. I, I make sure to catch it every day. I think it's the best on this station or any other station. Thanks, so buddy. I'll start there. Um, I, I heard this yesterday, so I'm not going to take credit for it. I think it might have even been Jones and Mago, but I think the reason he did it was as it stands, we're not projected to get Jaden Daniels. We're going to get Drake May. And I think by doing this, he's saying, kind of setting them up for if you end up taking Drake May and he isn't a success, now it's you went against what I wanted, even though you'd have to trade a ton to get what he wanted. So that's kind of how I take it, to be honest with you. That is interesting. There are a couple different ways you can sort of peek at that. And, Jack, thank you, friend, and thank you for the kind words. No, it is uh, appreciated. I guess that is one way of, of looking at it. You well, know? So, well, the first part, I think he's wrong on the very first part, what, though. And that was the – Well, so far, and again, it just depends on who, you're, who you talk to, well, who you listen to. The pecking order right now for the top three. I can understand why a caller would say that because there's a lot of Drake May, Daniels sort of flopping, yeah. and now it's even maybe Daniels and Williams kind of flopping a little bit. I, yeah, to me, it's always been between Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Mm -hmm. And the last, I'll just say, let's you take five, you take the average of those guys, and most of them have Drake May, too, going to Washington. And Daniels going to the Patriots, and, 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 but easily that could change this week. And we'll, we're going to do a segment later on today about how you evaluate. We'll talk to you know um, uh, Kurt Warner, Warner at noon. twelve. Yep. Um, yeah, I I think it's more of hey, now you guys are stuck with me being known as the person who picked Jaden Daniels because I had him on my board when I was still in the building. And you still took them, even though you don't want anything to do with me. Man, it's it's. It, I love that. I love that more than anything. It, oh it, yeah, all, I'm gonna plant this right here. Bam! I'll see you in a couple weeks. And all it took was just somebody whispering to someone. Yeah. Hey, Bill really liked him too. Boom, and it's on NFL Network, and it starts to spread yep. like wildfire. Mark in Pennsylvania with Gretchen Fourier. Mark, good morning. Yeah, I kind of agree with Jack from Portsmouth. Prior to the draft, teams do not release information that can hurt who they want. The Patriots are saying this because they want May to fall to three, not Daniels. Bill Belichick hasn't said he liked Jaden Daniels. Somebody in the Patriots organization said he likes Jaden Daniels. I'm not buying it. Patriots will take Drake May. I think they will take Drake May. You can't believe anything a team says prior to the draft. Nothing. Okay, well, again, Bill is not on the team. Bill's not associated with the team anymore. Mm -hmm. So somebody would just make up a quote, you know, 
pretending to be Bill and give it to somebody he knew was going to go on NFL Network and the first thing out of their mouth would be this? Because normally when I first heard it, Gresh, I said, who cares? So what? That's what I thought, too. So what? Who cares what Bill likes? Nobody cares what he likes. It doesn't matter. He's not picking. He's not determining what they do or how they do it, right? Everything has changed over there. So to your point is this was done intentionally. Absolutely intentionally. Yep. Let me throw a little grenade out there. Let me just kind of watch and see what happens and see how everybody freaks out. I mean, it's kind of brilliant. It's because yeah, first of all, it's sort of blood off his hands, yeah. right? And it, Man, I wish they would have said, uh, "What is it, JJ McCarthy?" I wish they would have said that. Oh my That'd god, been better. people would have uh, people would have lost their mind if it were uh, one of those guys because they'll they'll be in the wheelhouse of that the Patriots could go that road yeah. if they if they really wanted to. Bill Belichick loved Jaden Daniels. Oh, Bill Belichick that, loved Jared Stidham. Yeah, that. Oh, it's just so they sound so familiar, don't it's they? The cadence of it. Is what makes me think of that Jared Stidham deal. Ah, oh my God. The New England Patriots love Jared Stidham. Ah. Bill Belichick loved Jaden wow. Daniels. The emphasis on is unloved, right? Loved. That's the that's the yeah. one common thread right there. Good lord. I mean, it, it just ugh, makes you cringe. Oh, speaking of that, folks, wait until you hear today's big deal, no big deal. We're going to hell. I'm just saying. Absolutely. We're going to hell, but it must be done. And if you we'll li- do that at 1248. Yeah. And if you listen, you won't go to hell. No, no, no. Yeah, just we're going no, to hell. No, no, no. If you laugh with us, then maybe you <laughs> will be booked on the Acela to hell like we are. I will say that you found this story. You found this clip. Well, my wife found it. Okay. And, Let's find- and sent it to me and goes, you have to watch this. And and I was squirming during it. It is uncomfortable to watch and listen to, and we will obviously have it on Twitch. But uh, yeah, we're all going to hell. It's too bad. I'm yeah. I'm okay with it after the after. I'm okay. Please, I'm booked on the Acela. I'm, I'm all set. I've gotten out of my my, yep. uh, my one way trip like a couple times. Yeah, no, I got a long standing reservation. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. Nelson and I joke about it all the time because of the stuff that uh, he'll send me or I'll send him or whatever. Uh, let's go to uh, Bob in Londonderry, New Hampshire, with Gresham Fourier. Bob, what's up? Hey guys, I agreed with the other caller. You got a great program. Enjoy listening to it daily. And uh, we actually, you know, us people that aren't the big sports people, uh, we do learn a little bit out of it too, which is never a bad thing. Just had a question. In lieu of what's going to happen with the draft, I hear all these expectations. Look what happened to Mac Jones. Now, he was supposed to be this, that, and everything else. And I know he was handled, mishandled, arguably, probably really bad. What's going to happen when they get, say, a new quarterback and things pretty much go the same way due to either the new coaching the staff and or the team not improving itself on all the other problems they have. I'm just curious if I'm even in the ballpark of my question or an opinion. That's all. No, you are, Bob, and that really is the worry. So you can look at Atlanta, right? And a lot of people look at Atlanta and say, really good roster, doesn't have a quarterback. Houston didn't realize maybe how good their roster was until they got the right guy at quarterback. So you can look at Houston and say, 
okay, they were built reasonably well and ready for just that guy to get in there and that a team like Atlanta is the same thing. Well, look at what happened to Arthur Smith. 7-10, 7-10, running in place, get your ass out of here. The question will be if we're at the end of year three and the wheels are spinning but you're still stuck in the mud, how does then Big Thunder, as Gerard Mayo would call him, how does Thunder at then, what, 85 years old, view what's going on down there? And that's the that's why I am of the kick the tires on Kirk Cousins. Get oh, you're you, not get you're yourself, not gonna get you're not gonna get, get Kirk Cousins. yourself back. Well, after Gerard Mayo walked walked it back today, I mean, there's only a hundred million in cap space, and you'd have to guarantee forty million to the guy. I don't care how you funny money it; it's real money. You got to pay the dude. See, I was just like thinking about lying season free agency. Just real quick before we take a quick little break, if you're Kirk Cousins, you have a really good relationship with the head coach, who's an offensive guy, young guy, great relationship. You have a great offense. You have tons of talent, offense and deep. Offensive defense, you're playing indoors, you have receivers, you have backs, you have tight ends. Why the hell would you want to leave? Why would you? You would not want to leave. You would want to do whatever you can do, and he only wants a two-year deal. You're going to have to pay for it anyways. There's not a chance in hell Kirk Cousins leaves. That's the first little myth that I'm going to kill right now. He is not leaving. Do you think he wants to come to New England? He doesn't know the offensive coordinator. He doesn't really know the weapons, and they're probably going to be young with some old. He has no idea about the offensive line, and he doesn't have a relationship with the play caller. Dangle $45 million a year in front of him and say, number three, we're going to take the guy that for five years you'll be able to match up with like Justin Jefferson. And I'm going to say, there. you know that they're that, that to me, that's why you lose me. Like, they're not paying a $45 million a year. Why not? It's new. Everything's different down there. Why would well, we Well, they don't not, want to burn cash why would anymore. We, why, they don't I was want just going to burn gonna cash. say, if everything is so different, why wouldn't you have this yeah. discussion? Listen, I, or, I guess if they make him an offer he can't refuse, of course, hey, I'll do it. Well, again, three for 120, yeah. and we're drafting Marvin Harrison. We're telling you right now, we're going to take Harrison at three, and here's $40 million a year, guaranteed three years. Maybe I'll guarantee 100 of it, not mm-hmm. all of it. I don't know, but I'm just saying that's the for those who worry about the you draft a guy and screw it up, and it might not even be the coaching. It might not be oh you've drafted a guy and screwed it up. Maybe you just drafted a guy wasn't that good. You might draft Zach Wilson or Mac Jones again or Justin Fields. All these guys now who are just going to get passed around. I just quickly, I was watching the people in Chicago. Matt Eberflus gave an interview on SiriusXM, and they were like, "Oh, what about Justin Fields?" And he was like, "Well, you know, when we know, we'll let him know. <laughs> you know, that's why you're saying when when we know." I uh, see. I saw a clip that must have been false because there was like, uh, uh, it was Justin Fields in his kitchen, um, videotaping a call with his agent on speaker on a, on another phone, talking about, "Are you ready to go home?" And that's when his odds to go to the Falcons shot to shot up. Yeah. So is that he's, real? He's Nick? from Atlanta. Yeah, the video's real, but yeah, nobody okay. knows if he's actually going to Atlanta. Well, that's the thing, and that's why. See, that's the real rub in Chicago. They know what they're doing with the guy. They just don't know where they're sending him yet. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The Patriots met with not only Marvin Harrison Jr. But a whole bunch of other guys. And I want to ask our NFLer, what would be the first question you would ask to the gaggle of quarterbacks at the draft? We'll get to that with you next. 
Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. I think it's about talking to the right people and asking the right questions. And when we meet with them, asking the right questions. And that may be here in a formal interview. That may be, you know, at a later date at the pro day or, or wherever that may be. But we, we have to determine, you know, who, who can handle being the quarterback of the New England Patriots. That is Elliot Wolf and uh, the New England Patriots met with Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix. They met with Caleb Williams last night. And Mark Daniels had this morning that the uh, Patriots met with Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. Uh, MHJ is just kind of roaming around the combine talking to people and saying, hey, look, look at the physical specimen that I am. Uh, Flip on the tape if you want to see the kind of player that I am. And I know we're going to get into that tape versus talent a little bit later on. But uh, what would be your opening question to these guys? Man, that's a great question, right? Because you're trying to to, pose a question that would – because everything is rehearsed mm-hmm. and everything is is just um, kind of just generic in a way. And you don't really know if they're just playing up the role of prospect or is this really who they are. Because you don't know. Like, they're all acting. They're all trying to sell you on themselves. So how do you, what type of, because I, I, I saw the question earlier this morning. I was like, kept thinking about it. How do I pose a question where he is, this person, this prospect is not, giving me some bullcrap answer, rehearsed answer, and I'm just left going. Well, that's the thing. Do you go hard at them right away? Do you throw them right on the board? Do you sit down and shake their hand? Again, I know we've poked fun at the whole, you know, we're different, we're different, we're different, because I think the way Bill Belichick would have handled it, I'll just assume that there's a little bit of the, well, let's go oppo. Whereas I could see Bill Belichick, as you've said, Walk in the room, turn the light down, and just say, "Explain this to me." We well, did that to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's a, but it seems like. Can you get away with that now? Is it a little well, too rough? The thing, Is it too but, mean? But you only, or do you want to do that to some of these guys? You don't have time. Well, when Drake Drake May walks in the room, it could be like, "Hey, we got some questions about your tape. Tell us about this. This is against uh, you know NC State. You got fifteen minutes. Yeah, what do you remember? Type thing. But that's the thing is that. Do do you just, it's like, okay, well, you know, here's the sheet of questions that we have, and we're just going to, you know, like, run down the list with all of them. I wonder if you do kind of test them a little differently. If you are, because this is like a version of speed dating, and you only have 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and you'll have more time at some point in time, if, if you, because they also have visits to uh, you, your, uh, whatever, your location, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. If you're speed dating, and you want to cut through all the bull crap, you go right to the things that are most important to you. Let's say if you're speed dating. Yeah. I'm just making this up as I go. This is not who I am. Uh, are you into bondage? No? Okay, next. I, sh- I go right to... I go I go straight hardcore to the most important thing. That is... Hey, well, you do, you like to, do you like to snuggle? I mean, I think... If you, you don't like to... Uh, I change it. If, do you like to snuggle? No. All right, well, you're not for me. So the Patriots, the most important question they should ask... They should ask is... You don't like to snuggle. <laughs> well, I talk, well, I talk well, about a pendulum. That might not. That might that 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 might not work down well, there. Well, I mean, no if, if I 
if I was uh, speed dating at my age, I wouldn't want any bull crap. If I'm Gerard Mayo and the staff, I don't want any bull crap. I don't want any. I don't want you to force feed me some sort of like pre-rehearsed crap. So that's why I wonder if you change it up on all these guys. Because they're all talking. As soon as they leave, hey, what did they ask you? They asked me this. This one did me that. The question I was asked, I remember in in my interviews when I was at the Combine, it was always, hey, um, how would you like to be coached by Buddy Ryan? He was a coach of the Arizona Cardinals at the time. And I didn't know Buddy Ryan. I just kind of, you know, kind of knew who he was, tough guy. And I remember really laying it on thick about how I like to be coached hard and I love tough atmosphere. I like things that are challenging. Told them what they want to hear. I told them exactly what they wanted to hear. You know, my first question to most of them, I don't think I would hit Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy with this because I don't know if they're uh, at that level per se. One of those top three guys, the very first question, sit down. How you doing? Why should I turn my franchise over to you? Well, that's that's a good one too. Give me and that because they're all going to so and that, that's a rehearsed question. Not really. No, that's a rehearsed. That's they all have agents. No, hey, I know they're going to be ready to answer this, and I think that is an excellent one because it because everyone's going to answer it differently. See, that's what I want. Do you lead with team? Do you lead with yourself? There's a guy that I know whose best friend died the other day. And on the Facebook post, in accordance with this guy's ego, he led with the, oh, the uh, uh, the godfather to my daughter, da-da-da, and then went into the rest of the post. And it's like, well, the guy died, and you love the guy, so lead with the guy. Not, like, make it about you, but that's what I would want to know. It, 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 I, I think you can kind of... Maybe understand someone's mindset when you hit them with a question like that, and then how do they like? What's Can I the change first it? thing they Can say? I change it? Absolutely. Hold please. on. So your question was what again? Why should I turn my franchise over to you? Okay, I would change it to this. Why should I trust you? Trust, trust you to trust lead you the franchise. To lead the franchise. We're ready for a job. You and I could break yeah. these people down, no problem. Yeah, I think that I think that is the key, especially with this team, because they tried to trust the other guy. He imploded. Mm-hmm. He he fed you one thing. Imagine what Mac Jones was doing at the at the combine and at the draft, like sp- spitting all this nonsense. You could trust me. I come from hard coaching. You know, all my players respect me. You know, I can get along with everybody. So it's easy. You know, I do what's right, even if it. I don't. I always I always take the blame and I give the credit. No one no one's ever going to feel uncomfortable around me. Like I'm everybody's friend. I don't just hang out, and, and, you know, in a corner with the receivers. You know, I hang out with defensive players, offensive players. I I appreciate everybody's hard work. I always say thank you. I always say please. Like that's why you can trust me. Like to me, that's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. But the hard part is, like, do you trust them? Well, do you with believe, their answer? Do yeah, you, you believe them. And you've done some background work. Do the do the actions of the past match what they're telling you now? Because you'll know from Brian Kelly what kind of worker Jaden Daniels is. And you've already done deeper work. Go to Herm Edwards, on, on too. The, exactly right. They're, they're Why'd sc- you leave Arizona State? I'm just waiting for the uh, tape watchers to see all of the wide-open receivers that Jaden Daniels was throwing to and waiting for the, well, Mac was throwing to open guys. When when we get to that discussion or evaluation on on Jaden Daniels, um, we really have not talked to any Red Sox since our friends on the Greg Hill Show have gone down to Florida. Time to change that. The latest from Fenway South. Next. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, more Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. You end up being the spokesperson for this ownership group, and I'm sure that that is a, can be a difficult thing to do. And Well, uh, it's, give me a break. It's better than a real job. I yeah. mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this organization. It's sure. been 23 great years, and... Got to take the good with the bad. It's been a tough uh, off season. I know there's a lot of frustration and anger and passion. That's what we expect here. So yeah. um, it's uh, I never take it for granted, even for a minute. That is Sam Kennedy with the Greg Hill Show yesterday. One more road show for the Greg uh, Hill crew, and then they'll. Uh, I do believe Ken just locked it down. They'll take the uh, helicopter to uh, Orlando, where they will then uh, fly out from there. Quick little helicopter ride. They go right to the busiest part of the airport. Back door, gate 321. Boom. On the I do wonder like, what they're doing. Like I'm sure I know what Coco's doing. Oh, it's right? all over. What, what are they doing during the day? Like they're so, done at ten. Well, they uh well, if you would follow the Instagrams of Coco or the Greg Hill show, you would see that uh they uh, all couldn't uh, come together on I think it was lunch after the show on Wednesday. Coco was like laying out near the pool. Someone, I think it was Curtis, walked out there and basically screamed at her, and you know the whole. Come you know, oh. on, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> trying to get get them all together to kind of ride in a car. Very interesting video. <laughs> okay. Wiggy, Wiggy sitting up front. Wiggy's got rid of the rose. He did. He's it's full all fro. poofed out now. He had, a, he had a pulled the pony. Okay. Because yeah. when he got in the car, all you heard was Curtis bitching about something, and you could see Wiggy and the poof in the back. What did Curtis do with his hair? Um, I don't know. And he wore a wig. <laughs> that would be great. He had a big Andrew Jackson yeah. wig. Well, he's trying to look like uh, <laughs> Peter Gammons, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was among the uh, people that the Greg Hill shows talked to. I know they talked to Liam Hendricks and... Uh, yeah, he's a good story and all that stuff. Okay, I mean, talks funny. Uh, he's he's, a, <laughs> he's an Australian, and he's eventually uh, going to make his way back. Uh, okay, yeah. great. I guess we'll see in July or Should whatever. Should he be playing cricket? You know the. I know that uh, they talked to Nick Pavetta today, mm-hmm. but really it was a lot about the Sam Kennedy stuff. And I know we just heard a snippet there. So, uh, Chicken Nick, I know that uh, you have access to the full audio files. Any of the uh, uh, is there uh, anything else Sam Kennedy related in there? It's interesting. I know Curtis pressed him, I guess, a little bit on spending or whatever. A bit. But there were like three questions on spending. Oh, but, I was gonna um, say what? Uh, yeah, what? Uh, what he, piques the interest the most? He he talked about a fan frustration and how basically he feels like he needs to kind of stop talking sometimes because it, it elevates. Do you have it? I want to hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear, yeah, let's hear uh, Sam saying he talks too much. If we're doing the right things and the team is competitive on the field, we don't have um, these issues about whether ownership is talking or not talking or what are they saying or how are they saying it. 
Not true. We just need to be competitive and do the right things. And we haven't the last couple of years. So all the frustration, the animosity, the anger, the passion, that's why Boston is the best sports market in the world. And we have to take these periods of time where there's uh, frustration and, and disappointment uh, with a grain of salt and recognize it's rooted in a place where our fan base all across New England loves the Boston Red Sox. We love the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins, uh, and it, it just goes with the territory. So, look, I can tell you, and, and Chris and I, you know, we were jo- I, I was joking. I don't know if Chris was smiling. Too. We, we talked about it on winter weekend. <laughs> the part that we do take – Personally, and that's hard, and it's it's our fault. You got it. Like someone like me needs to contain their emotions. You get personally upset when people say you're not trying. And and but I thought about that, and we need to realize that people equate spending and big free agent deals with trying and and and, and investing in the team. We understand that, so um, that's on us, and we need to go out and improve it and uh, get yeah, this so- market excited about this team. You're you're him and Han a lot during that. What, what's what's what bugs you about yeah, that? He's yeah, such they, a good guy. No, because really the answer is, oh yeah, Boston's a great sports market all over the place. Yeah, we're going to get two and a half million people that are going to come through the turnstiles anyway. So it's part of the reason why we made the decisions that we made. And <sighs> trying to keep my wits about me. No, I actually lose them. It's better that way. You you can't point out the whole 23 great years with the organization and then do the well fans really equate trying to spending what you conditioned them to think that way (laughs) you've been around here 23 years and now there's just maybe a little bit of a realization considering great point christian you're exactly right that's how you're taught in baseball that your team is trying and when, when Sam Kennedy gets in there on the whole, well, you know, if we were winning games, no one would be caring if the owner talked or not. Not true. Not true. The the Everyone's hip to the game now. Everybody is hip to the game. Whether you love the Red Sox, whether you don't like the Red Sox, you know your owner is, let's just be real about it, incapable of, of relaying information to you as a fan, nor does he care to do so, in my opinion. Because it's not hard to go on Nesson and have one of the people under your employ ask you the questions you need to and edit it down to get it on the air. There, It's just part of the reason why people are all over this team too, Sam, is because what is the plan? How, riddle me, see now. I, but now you know, pissed. but hold on. But riddle, you know what the no, plan no. is. No, riddle me this. Why did it take for them to do nothing, catch hell, and then go to Florida before we heard? Well, there are restrictions. Tell me why. Because <laughs> they're out of the market. It's uh, a safe place. Yeah. So if they knew that in November or December, then you start your your narrative of the. It's about the young kids. We need to invest for the future. Blah, blah, blah. No. Instead, it was, oh, we tickled the nipples of some pitcher from another country. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I don't like your tickling. Oh, well, I mean, hell, we were close. We met with them. It was all bull crap. And that's why I'm hemming and hawing under that. Because after 23 years, that guy. Who, what is Sam Kennedy at the end of the day? It's a bean counter. He's a money guy. 
Just like some texter sent in a great point about you were like, oh, Gerard Man is not a money guy. Well, he only worked in that world for three years. You think you have a clue? Same well, for this guy over yeah. here with the whole, but I mean, 23 years here, and Sam Kennedy talks about, oh, I was raised here. I grew up with it. All right, so it's 50 years. And now you're just realizing that people are going to be pissed because they're misled because it's, oh, we met in a clandestine corner with this guy at a freaking winter meeting. Oh, yeah, by the way, three months later, there were restrictions. And you wonder why people are reacting the way they are. See, I don't I don't care about what course they decided to chart. Like, I don't care. Like, hey, when they hired Breslow, they got rid of High and Bloom. All right, y'all come together. I feel like this is the this is the way we should go, right? I've seen everything. Hey, and then here are the parameters because I know. I, well, I don't know for sure, but before you hired Breslow, in order not to piss him off or trick him, I'm with you. On okay, this. you would have to said, "Oh, by the way, we're kind of tapering things back. We want to save some money, so you're not going to be able to just go crazy." Now, in a couple years, we're going to release the hounds, and you can go nuts. But for right now, we're staying below that cap. We're staying below the, um, you know, all that stuff so we can save money. Okay, I'll take the job under those parameters. The problem I had is that they they gaslighted us the whole time. Yeah, that was my that big was, beef. Yeah, that, it should we're be. We met with this guy. We met with that guy. And then we hear about the real parameters. And again, if if an owner says, look, I don't think we're there. I'll spend up to it. I'm not going to go over because we have... This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. We really want to believe in. We really want to open up some time for them. We got to give them the ability to grow. I'm not going to like it in the moment. But now, once again, a story has been created because there wasn't enough shreds of truth out there for all of us to be able to digest as this went on. Instead, you're right. Gaslighting. Hope. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we're not done yet. Behold, we still got time. The whole Jordan Montgomery thing. All we're still ping dingling around with that. Yeah. I have, I've already, free, I don't, uh, Jordan Montgomery, <laughs> fine. At this point, I don't care. I, it ain't going to make a hill of difference anyway. So at this point, put in somebody young and let them go out there and grow. And I think that's the frustrating thing is that unfortunately now for Sam Kennedy, and for John Henry, we know the deal. We know that John's not going to say anything and that whatever Sam says is really a kind of a halfway polished up version of whatever they want to get out there. And it might not completely be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but there'll be enough shreds of it in there to maybe hoodwink a lot of us or fool us or whatever. Yeah, and so the other thing, so that was Sam Kennedy. They also spoke to our guy, Cora. They, they spoke to Nick Pavetta, but it was but listening to Cora with them and with us last week when yep. he jumped on real quick, it is obvious that it is 100% full speed ahead on playing defense. Like, they are, he is so committed. Yeah. Like, so they will probably have a good defensive team as long as the ball stays in the ball. Well, that's the thing. And if it stays in the infield, you feel pretty good about yeah. it. You know, if Yoshida's out there trying to field it off the wall, you might get a little nervous or something like that. But it, it would make sense if they're going to, if it's going to be, we're going to put the youngs out there and we're going to try to let these, these young pitchers grow. Then you've got to bank on defense, you know, because you don't and that's, have I feel the like ability. That's all they have. Well, you don't have the ability to really hit the ball out of the park. But then again, 
you know, can you at least sell me on a guy like Sedane Raffaella, right? Is that guy, does that guy have a chance to be a real big leaguer? Like, is he a guy who is just a nice fourth outfielder that you have under control? Or does this guy have a chance to be a legitimate 140 a game year? I can put him out there and I know what I'm going to get big leaguer. And he didn't have to be Manny Ramirez. Be better than average. You don't have to be great. But you're under team control. Okay. That's at least a selling point, you know? Well, Cora loves him defensively. Can't stop talking about him. Now, I don't know how well he can hit. It may be one of those things that you're, you're, if you're going to go all in on, on defense and you may sacrifice yeah. some runs based on the fact that you rather, you know, you know, uh, stop runs instead of scoring. Well, them. and I'm glad that guys like Nick Pavetta are still here. Those are dudes who grind. They've worked their way back to the bit. You know what I mean? Like Pavetta to me is the kind of grinder and veteran that, that I like that you need on this, on this staff. Plus who knows if you stink that bad, you might be able to flip some of these veterans. And I don't even know if Kenley Jansen's going to end up breaking camp. But anyway, I it's, it's, it's frustrating all the way around. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens come April 1st or really end of March. Are are people going to be in tune with this team and how much of a chance are they really going to give this uh, Red Sox squad? Uh, I have a question for Christian Fourier on the NFLPA report card that we rolled out yesterday, but also tape or talent. In going through this whole evaluation process of Marvin Harrison or the quarterbacks or whatever in the NFL draft, do you want the talented guy that you got to coach up and hope it hits? Or do you want the guy that might be a little less talented, but boy, you look at the tape and say, man, can't pretty, ignore that. Pretty polished. We'll get into all of that with you. Now, more Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Kurt Warner at noon here with Gresham Fourier. We also got a another lunchtime parlay around the way as well. If Luca just got a Luca had a great triple double last night, one block would have given just us a little bit of effort. Luca, just a little, little bit, bit. would have given us a, to do. a third hit in the month of February alone. But we're all over it. We'll get you a uh, lunchtime parlay coming up. A uh, couple of things to hit here. I don't want to say it's rapid fire, but I know we're going to get a lot in with you, folks. Um, number one, it was about this time yesterday that the NFLPA report card dropped. Uh, the ownerships of the, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, you know, were called into question in many, many different ways. And now that we've had 24 hours to kind of let the world react and sort of see how and what players prioritized across the, the league, is this as big a deal as it was yesterday, Christian? Like, yesterday we were very much in the, oh, my God, the players have spoken moment. And then when you start to sort of connect what mattered to some, why certain owners got voted, you know, like the Chiefs owner, he was apparently waiting for financing to get done on whatever they're going to do to Arrowhead Stadium. So they didn't start anything yet, but apparently he told the players they're going to get a new locker room, and they didn't, so they gave him like a, an F-minus or whatever. So where do you land on the whole player survey really meaning something to an owner who yesterday was like, oh, my God, everyone hates me and people think I'm a boo. Well, instead, I'm not going to sit on the fence on this. So it's uh, does it mean anything? Does it not? It doesn't mean anything. 
It doesn't. This should not really change the way. I I think the most important thing that stood out to me, the most important thing that the owner should recognize, Mm -hmm. families. That's it. Like the state, like how the how the families feel they're being treated. How do the wives, the girlfriends, the parents that come out of town, the cousins, like your kids, do they feel welcome? Do they feel like you know, like they're part of the team? Or are they just kind of thrown to the side? That's the only one that really matters. The rest, I mean, honest to God, the traveling thing was so stupid. The Patriots have their own plane. How stupid? Did my mic just go out? Oh, no, geez. you're good. You're like, all, now, now my oh, headset is going headset. out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now my headset's and going out. And mine didn't get fixed. Oh, we'll have to reach you. We'll have to stretch yeah. out the uh, the big cable there. Um, I don't think it matters but at what all. Is, but what does that mean on the what whole, what the, 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 on the, on the family thing? Because... One of the one of the uh, prevailing thoughts that I saw on social media yesterday was the whole child care. That yeah, I a- mentioned that to you. The yeah. little puppy pound that they had in Cleveland, uh-huh. designated area, people there, sitters, you know, nanny, whatever. So, I don't know, whatever. So, so what the players want is to make hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars, and have an organization that will keep an eye on their kids. Yeah, and I would say. Absolutely, there are major Fortune 500 companies that do exactly the same thing. I was just at my wife's work the other day, and they so have this they, huge area just for childcare kids, parents. They want they want to go to work. Wait, so they bring Petunia to work with them, and then stick them in with uh, you know whomever's hired at X amount of dollars See, an hour. It, it, them there the, all day? Were, the Chargers were complaining because the Chargers charged their players to watch their kids. <laughs> I mean. So, I do I do think this is one of those perks that is oh expected God. and assumed because I think the the players think about it this way. I'll suffer, I'm a player, I'll suffer as much as possible. I don't I don't weight room, just give me some space, give me whatever. Like I don't care. The meeting room, it is what it is. Food, thank you for feeding me. I don't have to bring my own lunch. That used to be the case. You had to bring your own lunch. Very much so. Now they actually cater to you just like they do in college. Um but Man, you gotta like you gotta let me know that you you recognize that my family is important to me. And and I think there are ways that uh, I would like to think there are ways that in which that can be done, you know, without having to hire a couple of nannies to be there to cover people who don't want to watch their here's, own kids. Here's what I'll say: it's the cheapest money. It's it's short money, but it gives you the biggest dividend. It gives you the biggest gain. Short money. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just it's, We're not talking about $800 million renovation. You need a bigger weight room. I don't need this. Like We're not going to bring in like you know Wolfgang Puck to come feed you. Hey, show me that you value my family. Make it easy on my wife. Hey, are you going to charge me 20 bucks for a babysitter? 75 what? and there's what? 50 for every subsequent quarter. Just go ahead and just, you're really going to, it's like that old, uh, that old scene from Moneyball. David Justice, mm-hmm. hey man, you charge me a dollar for a Coke? What is? Yeah, I know you got make millions of dollars. You gotta charge me a dollar for a Coke and a freaking vending machine of all the lousy ways to save a buck. That's what I'll say to you. Spend some money on childcare. It's the only. It's one of the most important things. Boy, I'm really by. There, there's a part of me that just wants to be like, I didn't tell you to have a kid. No, I get it, but like, you're, yeah, if you're the yeah, you're. 
Like for an owner, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I, there's a part of me that is almost offended by this. Like seriously, yeah. This is that's what you would get so offended really, by. That oh, oh uh, that's uh, the, you're bitching in, about a Marriott versus if, a Hyatt, or like, you have your own freaking plane. Uh, and they're bitching about travel. Yeah, because that's one of those. Hey, you don't have enough hot tubs and cold plunges? Right. And Give me a freaking break. There's nothing you can really do about that. If you're flying them on private charter and they're staying at great hotels, there's nothing you can do about that one. But I don't know the whole, hey, by the way, you're going to pay me $20 million a year and you're going to provide all this stuff for my family because otherwise, I'll give you a big F on a report card. I'll tell you what the F to do with that report card. That'd be the one thing that if I were an owner, I'd be like, listen, you know, you're fed well. We have areas for you to be mm. able to find. You need better tickets. I can handle that. You're in trouble. I man. ain't paying. You're in trouble. I you're a dope. So you're a dope. This is so, you are a dope. So, if, if, you're gonna, if that's so, the hill you want to die on. So now it's spend $250 million a year on the salary cap, by the way. And oh, by the way, make sure you're feeding and watching my children for my family. Yeah. Jesus God. Yeah. No, I'm, I hate to tell you that, but that's important. And and I keep telling you, it's it's for an owner to think like that, it's so stupid. It is It is so dumb because I keep telling you, it's eight games out of the year. If you have a game in Europe, it's it's maybe it's seven, you know, and you're not no, willing what, to spend no, the if, extra cash, to, even even if you're just faking it. When they go to Europe, I'm assuming the families are going to tag along, and I'm going to have to actually spend more money to be able to provide the childcare over there. No, you give them the option because I got to bring the same people. I, you, this is once you open the, Pandora's box, you're doing it everywhere. Super Bowls. Championship games. Oh, we're going overseas. Well, if you're lucky enough to get to the Super Bowl, I hope you have a family playing for the Super Bowl. Do you not? You have a family hotel yeah, and in most, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you most, have a welcome party yep. for the families. And those people. Why? Are, that's not. But that's not pe- a big deal. Those people are paying for it. I saw Kylie Kelsey bitching about going to the Super Bowl, having to pay you know four grand for a kid to go who's really not going to pay attention. Well, I did that also. Well, Everybody yeah. does that. Yeah, exactly. But again, you now, wonder but, wh- but the modern player, it's now, I, I, I feel like this is where it kind of loses the way a little bit. If I'm an owner, there's always going to be bitches with travel. Fine, I do the best I can with it. Again, like you said, you got your own plane or whatever. But that I don't have somebody to, to so fifty three players. If you just go, well, not all fifty three players have kids. You may no, have know, like you know half of them. I, I'll, no, that's I'll, what he's going to land I'll, on. Is it, it even if it's twenty six kids or you know one and a half times goes, that or whatever? It goes so much farther than you think. The one thing that I think universally, if like players with kids, especially like you know wives and kids, not girlfriends. Sometimes you're, you know it's separate, but that is the one thing that is talked about. I mean, just as much as anything else. It's like, hey, I mean, God, you guys, you talk to other, uh, I, 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 Cleveland stands out to me so much because I remember seeing it going, wow, lucky. Lucky. They're, the players don't, because you, in a way, it's like, hey, be focused on the game and you don't have to worry about tending to your, your wife and, you know, the, this, this, and they can't find food and she's bitching to you. Mm-hmm. You just want to, you want to focus on the game. And that's where I think where, where, the, where the money goes. Peace of mind. It's valuable. That's why I say it's, it's valuable. We were talking to uh, who Jeff Foster. Yep. Uh, last week about the guy that does the com- uh, the yeah, combine. Yeah, puts together the combine. He's the national scouting. Some of the changes he tells he tells us that there's a separate area for all the guys to warm up, 
And now, what's different now is they can bring their trainer. Their trainer can work them out, oh, yeah, that's stretch right. them. It's important to them. I would say that's less important, important, but the family care is always number one. Because what the owners, to me, need to be worried about is uh, it's going to start with game days. And then it's going to turn to, well, you expect me to come here and practice hard. You know, I got to make sure that, you know, little Johnny is all. You're laughing. No, because not for practice. You're laughing because you Just know. Just for games. You're laughing because you know I'm closer to right than wrong. Because for what? No. The not N- a chance. No, the NFLPA will ultimately, because the NFL. Oh, keep going. No, the NFLPA always goes for. The things that really don't matter. Oh much. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I'm saying is. Oh yeah, no, that, this that will, aspect. Right, yeah. Oh, we can. You can negotiate one <laughs> percent more of the overall pie. Or <laughs> hold on, players. <laughs> Not only will we give you health care on game days, or excuse me, uh, daycare on game yeah. days every Thursday and fr- every every real tough practice day, the Wednesday and Thursday ones. Yeah. Bring in little Petunia and Johnny. We'll make sure to yeah. get them. Would that be okay? Oh, and the owner's got, oh. Uh, well, did they, they say yes? And the owner's got $3 billion more than the players did? Yeah, but we got three days of health <laughs> of kid coverage. No, no. That's so that it, aspect, that's you're, might be you right. are I'm 100%, 100% right. The union will, I, I'm this not, will go from game day yeah. to during the week. I'm not saying that, uh. I'm just telling you, it's really important to families. <laughs> Miss Rabbit, yeah. let's supply diapers and formula, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm telling you that that guys really appreciate that, and they recognize it on, on, on 100% of the time as much as they can. They really appreciate, wow, mm-hmm. I mean, this is important to them because they know it's important to us, but it will be a negotiation tool next time the CBA comes up. Huh, how stupid are they? Let's see. Forget about um, lifetime health care. There For the go. three more years that they're going to be in the league, there you um, go. out of the eight, possibly seven days that they're going to have to cover someone for their kid for four hours, you know what? Let's provide a safe space for the kids. Mm. We'll bring in like some balloons, maybe uh, you know a Barney the uh, the dinosaur. Oh yeah, you know, put and, a little uh, slide in there. Yeah, put a little slide. We'll just go to like I'm telling you, the Patriots literally had all these. These like this plastic toys and and stuff. And they just threw them in one big room, mm-hmm. and the kids had all this space to run around. You know what? This is good for us guys. We what do we need lifetime health care for? Yeah, right. Who cares? They're gonna hey man, I don't have any kids. Shut up. You will someday. You know it's coming. Next round of negotiations, there will be some of that in there because the you know what it is? That's why I'm so penny penny wise, pound foolish. Abs- absolutely. The players would be like, oh, so wait, stupid. we can get all the hell we can get we can get all the daycare and da 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 and all that and special area. I wonder if you were to cold ass Kurt Warner this just because I'm curious if he would say the same thing about how important like the family atmosphere was like how the like so he played for what the Rams played for Arizona played for New York who took care of the of your family best and how important was it to you I we can ask him a new I'm curious about that because uh, I want to know if I'm right or if I'm just well, spitting be- nonsense. Well, because there's a, a, a texter, or excuse me, uh, someone in the Twitch chat who uh, basically, and I'm going to summarize because it's rolling pretty good. The Twitch is hopping right now. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Uh, basically, it was, well, you know, you can't stress you're a family and then ignore the family part of it. Whoa. It's true. Businesses are not families. Period. Christian, you know why it isn't? 
Because you can be uninvited. Can you uninvite family as a divorced man on Christmas? Are you uninviting some people? That oh, you absolutely. Would, right. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that's, I have pushed back on that whole thing from the very beginning. And there are those, in, again, in the text who are like, well, the companies in Silicon Valley do this. Hey, uh, maybe a little bit of a salary difference, I would say. Just a little bit. I don't think the low end on the totem pole person working for Apple in Silicon Valley is making the minimum uh, of an NFL player of about 750 grand. Like, you're throwing that as a perk in there for people who maybe hit six figures, lows. Even if it's California, it's expensive. 200 grand doesn't go very far out there. You're still paid pretty well based on the rest of America, but you're not on the low end making three quarters of a million dollars. We're not exactly comparing apples to apples per se in terms of the the salary structure of some of the companies that we're referencing because I'm, I'm sure some of the people at the top of the masthead in some of those big Silicon Valley companies are not dumping their kid in with everybody else. They're the ones making tens of millions and say, oh, I'll do it on my own like an NFL player could. But then again, it's, it's, now, that's it's, how you get your F minus. And that's why you say it's like it's not a family, it's a business. And I go back to that old uh, movie, North Dallas 40. There's a scene Great in movie. there where it says, I can't remember, the, who was the, he used to play for the Raiders, a big tall guy. Um, not John Matuzak. Matuzak. Okay. Every time I say it's a game, you say it's a business. Every time uh, you say <laughs> it's a, uh, I say it's a business, you say it's a game. It's this whole cat and mouse back and forth. When it's convenient for me yep. to make a tough business decision, I'm going to tell you it's a business. When it's convenient for you to like want me to do what you want, you say it's a game and it's a brotherhood. It's like the whole mind trick with that stuff just drives me nuts. Yes, and, and what's great is for the owners, what's great for the owners, let me be very clear about that, is that the union falls for it every time. This will be my biggest issue. This will be. You're right. I and I'm glad you agreed with me that I was right, even though you tried to cut me off and tried to tell me that I was wrong on the whole. Come 2031, this will be one of the things that the union will be negotiating. No, for. they're already they're already starting. No, absolutely. They're, they've taken notes. <laughs> things to negotiate yeah. for that don't hey, matter. Remember that whole thing with the whole grades. They really seem to be pissed off about the family structure. <laughs> we should somehow create some something where. We we make it be more valuable than it really is because it really only costs us ten grand for the for eight games. Mm-hmm. So we put paint some walls and we put some dinosaurs and some you know some Mickey Mouse stuff up there. We could probably get the stuff for free. See, if the union really wanted to, there's plenty of money floating around that if they wanted to either work with teams or set something up on game days, the union would have the ability to swoop in. And make something happen. If this child care thing is that big a deal on game day, the union would have the ability to make it happen like that if they really wanted to. But instead it is the, no, we're going to make them them pay for it. And meanwhile, they're like, sure, we'll pay for that. Yeah, we'll take three extra billion in revenue that you dum-dums are going to, you know, pass on. And we'll just, you know, fine, we'll pay that. It'll just happen in 2032. Then I'll take it off the list and then what will be the next thing? No green M&Ms? You know? I just wonder if at some point the NFL players are going to go the way of like Van Halen on tour. Probably. No uh, no Coke, only Pepsi. Yep. You know, stuff like that. No green M&Ms. 
Everything's got to be gluten-free. Ooh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this I, guy's a vegan. Oh, there's that, too. Good grief. We will get to the tape versus talent. Kurt Warner is going to join us at noon. We'll get you a lunchtime parlay next. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Kurt Warner at the top of the hour. He joins us at noon to talk about the quarterbacks and evaluating quarterbacks and all that whatnot. Time for the Lunchtime Parlay presented by FanDuel, Maker's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of WEEI. Well, Luca gave us a block. Man, that was all we really needed. We just needed a block, and we would have had a hit for 117.06. I had Missouri plus the points against Florida. Uh, Rangers, Ric Flair picked by Nick on the 60-minute line was a winner. And Fourier, good Lord. Hey. Talk about a lucky-ass well, cover. That? What's so lucky about that? Down 19 going into the fourth quarter. I told you yesterday. Hey, LeBron James went off 23 points in the fourth quarter alone. They were down 21 points at, 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 at its worst for them, and they literally just scratched and clawed and came back and won that game. Unbelievable. So <laughs> not only did they win outright, you had plus three and a half. Yeah. So you were uh, – you were perfectly Once they tied cushioned. it up, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm good. I, I feel like I'm good. That, I feel like I'm safe. That is, uh, yeah, that's a hell of a pull there. So we are back up on the horse for the leap year day, February 29, 2024. Happy uh, birthday to those of you that only get to celebrate one every four years. Today's <laughs> your day. Because some like people, Tyrese Halliburton, some like people, six years old. There you go. Like some people <laughs> are straight up born on the leap year day, and it's not like a dog. It's not quite like that because it actually is based on the calendar. It's not like you age every seven years for one year that you really live. But it's weird because yeah, that would like, be weird if it was Tyrese true. That Halliburton way. is like six years yeah. old. If that was was really the case, oh, and yeah, like, that was age, like a real thing. Yeah, you age that yeah. fast. We would live life very differently. <laughs> All right, let's get on the uh, old horse here. Here is today's parlay. I'm going to give it a start. Uh, I know that uh, Golden State has been playing a much better brand of basketball. Uh, The Warriors are minus four against the Knicks. It looks like uh, some injury issues from the Knicks are going to be a problem in this one. Namely, Jalen Brunson is dinged up with a neck injury. Uh, Knicks have, uh, I like their roster after the trade deadline, but they haven't played great. So give me Golden State minus four against the New York Knickerbockers. Billy Lanny, what do you have? Another block party. More Going block well. party. Going to the well. So the uh, the Miami Heat are in Denver to play the Nuggets. I'm taking Jimmy Butler over a half a block. And uh, I do believe it's a back-to-back situation there for Denver. So uh, eh, we'll see who sits. Legs are tired, can't jump as high, easy to block. <laughs> Bingo. And, you're a little lazy. Well, and the whole, you know, superstars don't play the back end of back-to-backs unless you're Jason Tatum. Young Chick- superstars. Chicken Nick, what do you have today? Bruins are playing tonight. They're oh. back from the West Coast trip, and they're playing the day. Vegas Golden Knights and Bruce Cassidy's coming back to the Garden. But the Bruins have overall been playing a better brand of hockey than Vegas. 
Vegas not a great away team. They're okay. Just give me the Bruins to win tonight on the money line against Vegas. I like it. And then finally, going back to the well, here's Detroit for you. Oh, you were sniffing around at this pick, weren't you? What on Washington this? traveling to Lake Lakers back-to-back games off an unbelievable come-from-behind victory against their their. I wouldn't even call them their crosstown rival because they literally play in the same building. Oh my! So God. It's not, that's not even fair. But this may be the last year because I think their new arena will be done uh, next season. Have you seen that thing they're it's building? It's awesome. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's something something weird about the amount of bathrooms. Some sort of record based on the amount of capacity that it allows. Like, it, like every person gets their own urinal. Something like that. Wow. Very important. Urinals are very important. What do the ladies do? Uh, they have their own, like, what do they call it? A stall. They just get in a stall. They have their own stall. You oh. know what? I think that next time they build an arena, the women in. should have to kind of... You use the whole troughs the way like men used to, oh, like the old days. Where? What are you? I'm just saying. My like, God, I, that was the weirdest setup in the history of Even, setups. Who thought that bunch of guys wanted to sit there in a circle and pee in a trough together? The only trough left that I know around is at Seacon Speedway. Is it really? Yeah, I don't even think they got is them it, at Fenway anymore. Isn't that odd though? Hey, like, that's a massive expense. Well, they no, they they did the trust because it was cheaper. Well, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Is that imagine if you decided now nah, we're going to put in even three thousand urinals? I have a urinal in my house. I hate it. Do you it. really? Oh, oh yeah, I want one so no, badly. No, you don't. Why? Uh, they suck. Why? They're hard to keep clean, especially if you put them in a room with kids who have no thumbs. Nothing. Oh, it doesn't stay clean. The floor is probably the worst part, no, right? No, but uh, if you're, uh, and I think I have a, a problem with the the, the handle. The, no, 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 no. There's the valve that is inside the handle, so you take the cap off, and you can wind up your sort of water pressure. I think mine got wound out a little bit, but I'm not confident enough to wind it in and then turn the water back on. I need somebody to that's come a, that's take a, 10 minutes to sort of figure this out. But I'm telling you right now. Really? Do, oh, you broke my heart. Don't do it. Really? So I, I, if there's one thing I, I would, if I could go back and be much more stern with my wife on something when we did like renovation stuff on the house, I would have thrown a, oh, I almost said it, an S-fit <laughs> over... No urinal. I think it's, every guy thinks that's like their, you know, man cave trouble. dream. Nope. I, I have a urinal in here. Nothing but dudes up nope. in here. It's the worst. Huh. I'm team toilet over urinal anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the even ur- in public, I don't like, I'll, I'll go. I'll choose a toilet over a urinal. That's not even in my house. I, I, I like it where it's got the urinals, but it's got like the kind of half wall up there. You know what I mean? It just gives you a little more priv. Yeah, I'm a guy. I think I just kind well, of broke my heart a little bit. Well, what it is but more than well, there no, there's is a that. but there's a pad you can get where there is no mm. splash. Well, you wouldn't know more than I. No, I no, just, no. I'm just saying they do have those. However, they when, do have uh, training urinals, so uh, Benny might be getting one of those. <laughs> well, but they got uh, those those uh, little uh, like uh, things that they can put in there. The little blue yeah. deals. Pee directly on one of those and see what happens. It ain't clean. See, I always thought, you know those like little carnival games where you take the water gun and you put it in and, you know, like. And then, and oh, then, like, yeah. I feel no, like no. I always wanted a version of that so like, the guy next to me, we could race. <laughs> you need to race to get your pick in. Uh, okay, Washington, gonna join Washington us. plus nine, let down for the Lakers. So uh, Fourier has got the uh, Washington Wizards plus <laughs> nine and a half. Uh, Nick is on the Bruins. The Billy Block Party is with Jimmy Butler tonight. I got Golden State minus the points. Your 10 bucks will win you $148.44.
We will get that up and out on social media. On Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. On Instagram, Gresh and Fourier, spell out the A-N-D. In between our last names and the Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. We'll talk football and QBs with us next. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Kurt Warner, the Hall of Famer, will be with us in mere moments with Gresham Fourier. We got an amazing big deal, no big deal for you coming up at uh, 1248. And uh, we're all going to help for uh, for this one. And uh, Mark Daniels of uh, Mass Live just dropped a uh, just dropped a column there uh, on Mass Live about uh Drafting a quarterback and then uh, signing a veteran in free agency. And uh, we will get to all of that. So we're uh, we're waiting to get uh, Kurt Warner loaded up. You know what? While we have a moment then, let me, because uh, I know I'm, uh, I'm subscribed to uh, all this here about, uh, let's go to uh, Mark Daniels and sort of a, uh, see what uh, he has written. So Karen Garigian has just retweeted all of this as well on the Patriots have identified a plan to reshape their quarterback depth chart. And it's really not that, you know, it's not that far of a departure of, uh, of what we thought. Really, it's more of the confirming that they are going to bring in a veteran. So as it's written, Two months ahead of the uh, 24 draft, things are beginning to come into focus at the uh, top of the board. Patriots are zeroing in, or excuse me, on one plan in particular. It says the team's brain trust arrived in Indy with a plan in place. It is a three-step process where the Patriots, according to multiple sources, are planning to draft a quarterback with the number three pick. One NFL executive outside of New England relayed, it's widely expected in league circles that uh, quarterbacks will be selected with the first three picks of the draft. Uh, The team interviewed both prospects this week, yada, 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 as I'm trying to uh, get through this here quickly. Uh, just trying to see if there was any lean on here. Here we go. Free agents to watch could be Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco. I don't know. We'll have to uh, get back to that. And that's where your Alex Van Pelt references come into play. But joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, a guy who knows a thing or three about quarterbacking. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. You see him on NFL Network here occasionally on Westwood One as well. Kurt Warner is with Gresh and Fourier here on WEEI. Kurt, uh, good morning, I think, where you are. How are you? It is the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, How early is it, though, really? Oh, uh, no. yeah. Well, you NFLers. Uh, it's it's you, not that early. Yeah, not that early. And, and you NFLers get up early anyway. I think it's just ingrained that after so many years in the league, it's all – I almost think, like, for some of you guys, like Christian, it's like an automatic alarm that kind of wakes you up because there's the fear of, oh, my God, am I late to a meeting or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, do, I still do get up early. I, I thought that was more seven kids than it was uh, the fact that I played in the NFL for a while. But, 
Uh, I still like to get up and get my workout in early and then uh, and then the rest of the day and, and everything else can start. So got my workout in and I'm ready to go. Look at that. See, something we have in common already. He's got seven. I got seven. How about that? <laughs> oh, I, oh, look at it, that. It couldn't be the workout oh, thing. Kindred spirits. <laughs> you know, before, hey, Kurt, before we get into these quarterbacks and the combine and all that stuff and evaluating them, we've been, you know, Gresh and I have been going back and forth about uh, these, uh, the, the player grades that were just released, you know, and I'm curious, how important was the family aspect of uh, from the teams that you were on? Like, how important was what the teams and the organizations provided you to make it easier for you to play? I mean, it was important, but it wasn't that important. Um, you know, the fact that you can still go to your job and you can still – um, you do what you need to do. Um, you know, I was in some places that, that needed some big-time upgrades, without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I wonder if that even brought us together closer as a team as we, uh, you know, grumbled in the locker room about the food that we had or, or the amenities. Uh, I remember when we went to the Super Bowl in, in 08 from Arizona, and we went down to, to Tampa's new facility, and we were all kind of in awe, like, what, what are you talking about? Why, why can't we have some of this stuff? But, um, you know, I think the bottom line is you, is you learn to, to manage with what you have. Um, you always look at, and want upgrades, and you want to, you know, them to make it easier and, and, you know, different things. I remember, you know, just the first time we got like a TV and, and sound system in the locker room and what that did for, you know, guys to be able – Edger and James was kind of our guy that would, would run the music. But, you know, put the music in the locker room and what that did for – all of us just kind of, you know, having fun and, and being able to, to or wanting to be in the locker room together and, and guys gravitating from their different positions, you know, over to where the radio was. Cause you know, when you're in the league, you know, a lot of times as well, DBs are over here and offensive linemen over there and quarterbacks over here. Uh, always nice when you can have those moments to bring everybody together. So, you know, I think there is some importance and some, and some really good things that can come from all of that. I mean, the nutrition, obviously, is a huge piece now that wasn't really a part of it when I was playing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, with Arizona, as they were upgrading all of that stuff, we, we still went to the Super Bowls, you know, so you can still be successful and find ways to be successful. But I mean, everybody likes to have the best of everything. You know, I always find it interesting with, you know, these grading systems is like, you know, for me, it, you know, for grading, you know, ownership or, or facilities, I've only been to a, a couple, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I know all 32 owners well enough to, to grade them. So I'm always interesting when always interested when they, you know, have this guy's ranked 32. I mean, how many people know all of these owners to be able to grade all of these things where they're at? How do they determine that? But, but, oh, well, I mean, it's, you, you deal with what you have to deal with and everybody always wants a little bit more. The legend Kurt Warner with Gresh and Fourier and Kurt, I'm curious where you land on, evaluating quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Clearly the Patriots are at the number three pick. There are three quarterbacks that are rumored to be top three, top five picks. But when you flip on the tape or you get to talk to one of these kids, what is it, Kurt Warner, that you're trying to figure out to know whether they can be really successful in the NFL? Uh, the bottom line for me is I just want to know how quickly they can process information because at the end of the day, I believe that's what it's all about is that, you know, no matter how talented you are, can you see it? Can you process it? And can you make the proper decision in doing that? Because what we know is that it takes, you know, you get four or five seconds is all you get to process all the information that the NFL 
is going to throw at you and with the, you know, the best athletes in the world. And so that's what I want to know. I mean, it can look a lot of different ways in how you process it, what you do with it, but I got to know that you can process it. And that to me is, is why I'm not a big draft guy. Um, you know, I, I cover it and I do my job and I, and I try to do the best that I can. But what I realize is every one of these guys has to be better in the NFL. Like, nobody's going to be able to stand pat with what we see on film in college and be great at the NFL level. It just, it's not going to happen. You know, those guys are rare that are just so good at the college level that they don't have to get any better and can be great at the NFL level. Most guys have to improve. And so not only are we trying to project who they are, what they can do, watch the film, different offenses, all that stuff, but then we're also trying to project, okay, who's got the ability to move forward, you know, and, and so I can use my example, right? I played one year in college. There's no way I was the same player in college that when I got to the NFL, you know, really in 99 and made my run, I was a completely different player. How about Tom Brady? Tom Brady was a good college quarterback, not a great college quarterback, and he just continued to ascend and get better and better and better to become one of the greats. And then we've got plenty of guys on the other side that were great college players, and they couldn't make the jump, and they never got any better, and they disappeared in the NFL. And so that, to me, is why this is so hard. Is It's not apples to apples in what we're looking at, but then the bottom line is, who's got the ability to get better, right? Who's got the ability to improve incrementally every year to improve their craft and to do it against the best in the world? And that's a complete unknown for anybody, no matter what anybody tells you. I knew that guy no, you didn't know that because none of us know how these guys are going to move forward and, and what, you know, we use that word ceiling all the time. We never really know what a guy's ceiling is until they get to it. Once they get to it and we go, oh, gosh, okay, that's where it was. Uh, you know, and some guys, as again, Tom Brady's, I think, a great example. It seemed like he got better every single year of his career. And you're just sitting there going, the guy's, the guy's 45. How's he keep getting better? But that ceiling, he just continued to push the envelope, and not everybody has the ability to do that. Uh, I think that's great. I was just uh, referencing, looking at one of your tweets, and it's funny. Uh, this is why I wanted to talk to you because in the end, you said you said you're not a draft guy because uh, you have no confidence that you can know with the QB position. And I agree with you. There's an aspect of luck that is is involved in that. And with that, Kurt, I am curious because uh, you 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 have watched some film with some of these guys. If you are picking, um, what is more important for you? The, the the actual what these guys show on tape or what you see when you see them run, jump, and sprint at the combine. <laughs> obviously, obviously it's the tape. But I will tell you, the combine to me would be as much about the interviews as it would be about anything else. Is like I want to be able to take the tape and then I want to be able to take the player and go, tell me what you were seeing. Tell me what you were thinking. Give me the process here on this play so they, I can connect the two. That's what I don't get the opportunity to do. I get to watch the film. I don't get to connect the mental to the physical. So that would be the biggest thing. But, you know, I'm doing a little piece for, for NFL Plus um, just about the combine because I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, why do we guys even go to the combine? What does the combine do for us? I tell you what, what, I, what I watch when I watch at, at quarterbacks at the combine is I want to see how they throw – different footballs. I want to see if they've got the ability to understand how to make the different throws. So that's technique, you know, what their footwork looks like, because that to me translates. A lot of these guys, 
They're forced to go under center for the first time, and they look so awkward and they struggle. And so that kind of lets me know, okay, where's the, where is he at in the process if I want to be a guy that goes under center, if I want to be an offense that goes under center? I want to see how quickly they get the ball out. I want to see their ability to throw with touch. Right? When we show the, throw these go routes in the combine, you got guys that try to throw at 65 yards. And I just shake my head because it's like, I don't care. You're not, don't throw it 65 yards in a game. I want you to throw it 45 yards with touch early so your guy can go adjust and make the catch, and you're not throwing it 10 yards over his head just because you have a cannon arm. So I look at things like that, like the fluidity of how they, that they play and the fluidity of how they throw the football. Do, can they put touch on it? Can they have timing? So those are things that I do glean from, uh, from the combine. You know, I, I go back a number of years ago because I remember when I first started covering it. And Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins were at the Combine that year, okay? Neither of them were necessarily the most highly touted guys. But I left the Combine going, those, watch those two guys. Those two guys just understood how to play and throw the football. And, you know, so I just kind of mark it in my mind. I don't go tell anybody because I have no idea really, does that really correlate? How does it correlate even though I think it does? And then I look back here 10 years later and go, there you go. Those two guys are guys that I never see throw the ball 100 miles an hour. They understand how to throw and how to play the position, and it's gone a long way for both of them to have really, really good careers. So those are the kind of things I look at the combine, even though, to your point, film is always going to be more important. Sitting down in an interview room is always going to be more important than how fast they run a 40 or or how well they throw against air. But I think there are things that you can pull from it if you're looking at the right things. So we're talking to Kurt Warner. And, Kurt, uh, last one for me um, with that, with everything you just said. So you've watched – have you watched the top three guys? Have you watched Williams, May, and Daniels yet? Yeah, Yeah, I've watched the top six, basically, yeah. Okay, so out of – most people's sport. Okay, so can you rank them or can you tell me – are we all Mm – is it true that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback? Do you see something different in Drake May that we maybe, you know, the average person – couldn't recognize are we are we are we not giving jj mccarthy enough credit um you know so yeah i I think caleb is the best quarterback you know because i think he has the traits the really special traits um and playmaking ability and kind of feel for the game that very few guys have um you know his tape is kind of tough because some of their offenses some of the games i watch i'm like i hate this offense doesn't give him a chance (laughs) to process but I've watched some other games where I go, okay, here's a game that gives me more of an idea. I think when you see a guy do it at his level for, you know, two-plus years, um, you know, I think you can put all that together and, and say he's the best, you know, prospect to come into the NFL, um, you know, of this class. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, you put McCarthy in there. I think a lot of people have Jaden Daniels in there along with Drake May. Um, and so, you know, the thing with McCarthy that's really tough for me is, yeah, it was more of a pro-style offense. They asked him to do, you know, maybe a, a few more things than other guys might do from a, a pro perspective. But he never had to carry the team. You know, he was a guy that would throw the ball 22, 23 times a game. You know, the pressure wasn't on him to have to throw and make plays and, and, and continually carry the team. And so that's always a hard one for me, um, you know, to look at a guy like that and, and automatically put him up there because we never saw that. Like, I want to see him in a couple games where it was like, we have to throw to win. You know, we, we've got to win with our quarterback if I'm going to take a guy as a franchise guy. Um, you know, although there's some things to like there. Um, and then, you know, to me, you know, the other two guys are very interesting. You know, Jaden Daniels, 
Uh, his all the physical ability to to run around, uh, you know, his ability and the way he played last year was so good. Um, you know, I just watched the Ole Miss game last night, and it was some really good stuff from a processing standpoint. So uh, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing there. Drake May is interesting because he's big, he's strong, he's got the big arm, uh, but there's a level of inconsistency uh, with him throwing the football, and that always worries me. And you know, I always use the comparison though to, to, to Patrick Mahomes. It was like Patrick Mahomes in college. If you watched him, you know the technique was kind of loose and all over the place. He would do certain things that you're like, oh my gosh, you can't do that in the NFL. And it wasn't until he got to the NFL where I think he kind of settled in and we got to see his entire skill set and you know his game elevated from where he was in college. And so you know with Drake May that there's some things there that that concern me just from a consistency standpoint you know is this technique in the pocket yes stuff that can be cleaned up but to me it's hard to really lift a guy that you know and it's been just about every tape I've watched where he just misses what I call layups like throws in front of him and he just he wildly misses those throws you know four five six times in a game and that concerns me yes it can be something that can easily be cleaned up it can be a confidence or a comfort thing um but that concerns me a little bit um, just when you're watching it on tape over and over again, it's like, okay, why, why is he missing as many layups as he's missing? Because I believe that's where, you know, day one and, and to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's where it has to start is you have to make the layups. You have to make the simple reads. You got to make the simple throws. And if you can't do that, it's always going to put your team behind the eight ball. Great stuff from uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, who knows just a little bit about playing the quarterback position in the NFL. Great breakdown, Kurt. Thanks for the time. We really appreciate it and uh, would love to circle back down the road. Sounds great. Let's do it. Take All care, right, buddy. guys. Thanks, Kurt. Kurt, thank you. There goes the legend, Kurt Warner. That was some breakdown. Wow. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Call 24, Gresh and Fourier here with you. Kurt Warner just joined us. Uh, recruiting for me. What's that now? Yo, you're what now? Oh, are you serious, man? Oh, man. I will tell you this. So his son EJ um, was at Temple. So all this stuff that that Kurt's talking about, his son one thousand percent has, and I'll tell you why. Because when Kayla was being recruited by Temple, I was like, ah, right, let me go check out Temple's film. I'm watching. I don't know anybody. I would never watch Temple for any other reason. And I'm like, wow, this quarterback is legit. Mm-hmm. How the hell did he end up at Temple? Watch another film. I'm like, he's doing everything that Kurt Warner is talking about. I started thinking about, like, this guy's tape is unbelievable, even at a low level, lower level, I would say. Um, and sure enough, he left, hopped in the portal. Nobody recognizes his talent, and now he's at Rice. But he's legit. His son is legit. He will be in the league, like, flat out. He's so smart. He's so accurate. And and Temple had no offensive line, zero offensive line. He was getting he was getting chased every last second. And Kurt has a whole little thing he does on YouTube about all this stuff. And it was really really interesting to hear like a high level PhD type quarterback talk about the quarterback position. Not some dude that just took a class and like got his scouting degree and now is an all twenty two crew guy. 
as opposed to this guy who admittedly says, don't ask me about the quarterbacks. I have no clue. Zero clue on whether you will be good as opposed to that guy being good. Even while he was speaking, Gresh, I was sitting there listening to him, and I'm like, I just wrote down, you can talk yourself out of any of these guys. In or out of. Yeah, Any of them. Any of them. No doubt. Doesn't matter. I think uh, the one thing that I took away from Warner is there is uh, chatter all the time. Arm strength. Arm talent. There's a difference between arm strength and arm talent. And I think Kurt Warner hit on it. Like he even said, I don't need you to throw it 65 and let a guy run underneath of it. I need to know you can throw it 45 with touch. Yep. And there's so much made that is so silly on arm strength. Arm talent is where it's at because this is now the fourth person, and this is even aside from some of the stuff that uh, Alex Van Pelt said to Patriots Twitter. This is now the fourth person, whether it's a quarterback or an offensive coordinator, when we ask them what is the what's one of the first things or the first thing you look for on a quarterback. Anticipation, which is the whole being able to process information, anticipation and accuracy. All four of them have highlighted that before the ability to throw the ball as far as you want to. The worst quarterbacks I've ever played with have always had one thing in common, amongst other things, and it was they all had a super strong arm, and they all couldn't wait to, sh- to prove it. They couldn't wait to prove how hard and far they could throw. More specifically for me, hard, because... I'm not going anywhere deeper than 10 yards. I was going to say, you're catching a 10-yard curl route, and the yeah. guy's throwing you a 99-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball. Yeah, or some you know seam route every now and then, but some variation of 10 yards, whether it be an in or an out or a hook or a flat route. I'm like, dude, calm the hell down. The one thing I, I said about Brady is that I didn't necessarily think he had – he didn't have a stronger arm than Rohan Davey. You know, he didn't. Rohan was like a cannon. But it was so much harder to catch. It was a nightmare. It was like there is no – everything was fifth gear. There was no third gear. So when Kurt Warner was talking about the – I'd rather have 45 in touch and anticipation than 65 in cannon, like absolutely talk to any wide receiver and ask them what the most important thing is. A catchable ball. Mm-hmm. Dude, like put it where you got to put it. Don't throw me into coverage. Give me a shot. Well, uh, I I think we're also learning the more people that we talk to is that the quarterback's mind matters, maybe even more than a lot of the physical stuff. Because if you can't handle it mentally, and and, and it's more than, you know, reading defenses. There's the offensive load that's going to be put on you. There's digesting the playbook. You know, there are those who say quarterbacks have to have all the answers. And in a way, they kind of do. Or else they've got Joe Andruzzi and Christian Fourier yelling to a quarterback at the line of scrimmage, it's the other way! (laughs) You know, which even happened to the great Uh... Tom Brady. But uh, just landing more and more on the anticipation, the accuracy, and then for me, my quarterback has to have a little bit of... Je ne sais quoi, as you would say, as some would say. A set? Nah, meaning when the guy walks in the room, 
you kind of know a dude walks that walked in the room. You know what I mean by that? Like you and I at the beginning of the year, we were very much on Billy O's going to be good. We saw Mac, and it looked like that rookie sort of way he carried himself was back. You know, there was a lot of confidence. Hey, we're on there. the island. Yeah, stay there. Right. That's what he told us. Right. Remember that? And I, but whether the guy, again, more quarterbacks flame out in the NFL than make it. So, you know, the fact that you made it there is a pretty damn big achievement unto itself. But that's the other thing, too. You know, when, when the guy walks down the hall and it's not the, oh, there goes so-and-so, but it's pretty damn close. You know, like when Tom Brady walked around, it was, oh my God, there's Tom Brady. Yeah, but that's earned. That that's that doesn't happen right away. No, it, it it's because they're still wearing their college sweats. No, but you have to, but you have to have it. Meaning, it's it's got to be in you to come out. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys that fail in the NFL, it's because either they can't get people to believe in them, or their confidence just gets shot, and maybe they come in big, you know, bull chested. And then it's like you know, you're kind of hanging your head by year four, and it's like, okay, it's not going to work out for you. You've had a nice career. Go on to sell real estate or something like that. So I, I will say this. So I, uh, I don't want to – I want to remind you of this for the, the 1 o'clock hour. Please. The, ta- the, the tape versus uh, uh, talent. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the one thing that I think kind of stood out also with our conversation with Kurt Warner was um, how much you change. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is how important is the fact that some of these quarterbacks are really old? Bo Nix is old. Penix is old. J.J. McCarthy is not. He's young. He's Caleb, only, Caleb he's, Williams went to a uh, basically a prep school, and he's actually – he reclassed. I don't even know if J.J. McCarthy is 21. No, he is 21. Did he, he turn is, 21? He is 21. Um and uh, Caleb Williams went to a prep school. I'm just going to call it a prep school. I think people here understand what that is. But he basically reclassed, so he was older when he was a freshman. He was already a year behind. J.J. McCarthy turned 21 on January 20th. Yeah, he's a baby. Okay? And the other guys, Bo Nix, old, couple different schools. Uh, Penix, couple different schools. Probably, I think he's closer to 25. Um, Caleb Williams is still relatively young, but again, he's... He's old for a college student. He should be graduating. Right. So I, I, based on that, you would sit there and go, it's the old Brandon Whedon effect. Brandon Whedon oh. left college, went to play. Chris Wanky. Yeah. Both guys <laughs> right. took their shot at a baseball career, failed, went back, and both were drafted in the first round, and they were over 26 years old. Right. Well, so- Wanky, I think I drafted at 28. And Whedon was. I think Whedon was twenty eight. I think you know what? I think they were both very. Well, Whedon was. So I guess I just answered my own question. Well, did you really? Or well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Did you get to it? No, it doesn't matter because Whedon was drafted. Wanky, Wanky, Wanky. Yeah, almost twenty nine. Do you know how old Wanky is now? I didn't. He's got to be forty five. He's fifty one. We're the same age. He's in between us. What? That is. I'm blown away. I'm I'm kind of well. With he you won on the that. Heisman as as an old guy too. He was 28 in 2000 when he won the Heisman. But see, that's not even fair. That's not you. That's not even COVID. I do remember stories about him because he was the, before NIL, before real money in college football. Like he had he had his own money. He had a house. He had a kid. He was driving in a nice car. Oh yeah, that wasn't provided he, by a booster. Oh my god. 
Well, I think the I think the reason Winky left the league is because there wasn't enough child care back yeah. then. Good so grief. If, if Kurt Warner's issue is, hey, these guys, he got to see these guys get better. Have you seen the ceiling for Bo Nix and Michael Penix and J.J. McCarthy have the greatest upside? Yeah, I. Uh, there's a couple of things to take into account onto that. Just the straight age, number one. Uh, the maturity level of the athlete. Like, J.J. McCarthy might be a more mature 21-year-old than another guy who is a 24 or a 25-year-old. That might go, that would go a long way for me because the younger you go, the more I need to know that there's the maturity in you, that you're going to work hard and you're going to, it isn't the, oh, I've arrived and then you kind of skip some steps along the way. I think Penix, I, I, look, you and I never had this discussion on air. I'm out on Penix because he's a lefty, let alone the whole, what's he, 25 with bad knees. And it feels like they he feels like Malik Cunningham in a way. Like, this is what he is at that position. And with Malik, it's not good enough to play in the league. With Penix, it might be good enough to survive in the league. But that's not a franchise guy, in my opinion. You know, Nick's kind of the same thing. If I need a young guy who might be able to come in and play right away but never maybe reach a big-time level, Bo Nix is probably the guy you go with. See, I, and, and that's why it's like, all right, um, I like Bo Nix, but I think his measurables, his speed, and all those other intang- all those tangible things that they're going to be measuring during the combine are going to knock him down. They're going to knock him down and be like, well, he didn't blow me out of the water, and maybe he could have made up some ground if he ran a 4-5. Like a Marcus Mariota, or if he if we if we he shows me that he's got a really good three cone drill, he interviews really well. I'm like, wow, I didn't, wow, forget about the fact that he's six one. When I think about uh, a guy like Bo Nix, I look at Atlanta, not in the first round, but in the second round, because to me, Nix feels like a guy played in multiple systems, played in the SEC, played in the Pac-12, played in big games. You know, that's a guy who I think has a certain level of experience that if you kind of got to go with a young guy and you might not want to spend your first rounder on a quarterback or you might not love those dudes, I could see Knicks being a fit on a team that's got some pieces. And it's like, okay, can you sort of pick it up where you left off at Oregon? And you might not be great, but just don't turn it over, move the offense. We got talent. We can rely on other people. But I, I think there's a clear, I personally think, these one, two, and three guys, everybody is going to be all over the board on them. I think people will just land on Caleb Williams as number one because of the Heisman and the hype more than anything else. I know, but but I don't think there's Jaden Daniels. Like, I, I don't think there's a massive. I, I, first of all, I don't think any of these guys are really going to pop at a major level. Like, I don't think there's a superstar in there. I think they're good quarterbacks who will have nice careers. But I don't know if there's a game changer among these three. That's why for me right now, I'm just kind of apoplectic and like, okay. You know, there are things I don't like about Caleb Williams. There are things I don't really love about Drake May. I don't love that Jaden Daniels is, what, 205 pounds or something like that. But there's a lot of other things to be able to like about these guys. The problem is what you started this segment with, you have to talk yourself into loving one of them. Because I don't think there's enough there to make you fall in love with any of them. And that's why I go back to tape versus talent. And Warner, Kurt Warner, kind of chuckle a little bit. He's like, of course it's tape. And, and I say, and, I, and that's why I would always land on tape, because I turn the film on 
what is my first what is my first instinct? Like what do I see right away? I mentioned Kurt Warner's son. Right. Listen, if you're good, it shows. It does I don't care where you go, I don't care who you play with, uh what conference level, it doesn't matter. But people would ask you how because you, you can say that, but, but fans, people on the outside, don't have the context. What is it that makes you go, oh, you can see it? Like, I can see. I'll, just, I'll, I'll use Warner's son again. No, but what is it when you flipped on the tape that jumped out to you, I guess, is what I'm asking. Well, just like just confidence, um, uh, toughness, um, for a quarterback, accuracy, footwork willingness, is big for me. Willingness to... Take a chance right. and like let your receiver make a play. Challenging throw. Most guys say, "Eh, don't throw it." You know, I got a good receiver here. I'm gonna. It's it's not really a danger throw, but it's a it's a low percentage throw. But I'm gonna give my guy a chance. Fair. He comes down with it. Holy crap! The dude keeps making plays. It could be as simple as that, which drives me crazy because it's so much more like you know layered than that. Yeah, of course. But, but- dude. Guy makes plays. Like every time I turn the tape on, the dude's making a play. He's blocking somebody. He's finishing. If I was to tell any, any like any offensive player or defensive player, because I've asked college coaches and pro scouts and pro coaches, and they all say the same thing, but nobody wants to listen. They first they they want toughness. They want to see. They can't coach that. They can't convince a guy to be ruthless. They can't convince them to have a chip on their shoulder. But it's a new era. No, but they still, and it's funny because as much as it changes, <laughs> they still want the psycho. Yeah. They want the guy. They want the killer. That's going to, like, not take a cheap shot, but, you know, make you pay for making a stupid decision. Taking an inside step. Sorry, sucker. You're going on your back. They want that. They all want it. No matter how many, how much times it changes, or it gets high flying offense, throw the ball in the air, do all this stuff, they all want the same thing. I'm telling you, I every single coach says the same thing. It's like universal amongst amongst every time I every guy I talk to, they all are looking for the same thing because they cannot coach that tough guy. They they got to find a guy that's skilled and convince them. We're kind of looking for a different attitude here. Can you give us a little something? They don't want to do it. I also wonder. Uh, with the sort of new age of the league, uh, how people will view guys that are tough, that play tough. Not that it would ever be a detriment, but how many organizations will be like, nah, I don't know if I need the toughest people. Or is that something that every organization looks at and says it's non-negotiable? Because to me, it very much should be. That That's a baseline sort of deal. Like, if you're not tough, you're not going to make it in the league. No, you won't. Um, Are you ready? Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. We understand she's a little girl and that we shouldn't make fun. And we're probably going to go to hell for this. But you'll understand why next for Big Deal, No Big Deal. Now, now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. And streaming on WEEI.com. You got anything to say for yourselves? We didn't think it was that big a deal. No big deal. It is a big deal. Big deal. Nothing's a 
big deal. It's no big deal. No big deal. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal in New England right now. No big deal. You know what? Actually, I feel like this is no big deal. Not a big deal. Is that how everyone feels? Not a big deal, huh? Big deal. Who cares? Can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't right. deal with it. This is a huge deal. All right, big deal, no big deal. All right, everybody. Oh, man. All right, just hold on. Everybody, just hold on. I want <laughs> Billy and Nick on this, too, because they're going to hell with us. Actually, we're all going to feel yeah. like we're going to hell well, after listen, this one. one. <laughs> all for one, one for all. Like, if we, if yes, one of us decide exactly. to go down this road, then we're all going to have to suffer the consequences together. All right? So, I know Coop has this, right? Coop is going to be able to pull this up on Twitch. Coop. The visual, the visual is key. Yep. The uh, let me check it. Right hand column. Yep. Coop. This kid vid. There you go. It's in All there. Right. Here we go. So we do not know this little girl's name, and we wouldn't share it anyways. No, this girl. Because we're only willing we to go so far. She's what eight years old. This yes. little girl, maybe nine. Yes. Okay. So this was at at the uh, uh, national anthem. It's uh, uh, for the Indiana Pacers. We can't tell. Who they're playing because they, they just there was really no information it on was this in little Indiana girl. Is what yeah, we, it looked we like it was for the Pacers. Deduce. Okay, and, and the little girl, by the way, is dressed in as you will see on Twitch. A it's like an American flag, almost like prom dressy looking yeah. deal for a little yeah. girl. Because I do, in the end, I do have a problem with this. I'll just tease it that way. Oh wow! Okay, uh, so it is a big deal. I'm going to give you the answer before right. we even let you hear it. It okay. is a big deal for me. Um, so what should I do? Just play the whole thing? Cause, cause oh, this- no, no. The whole thing needs to be heard because okay. there have definitely been some uh, bad anthems, but this had every player it's covering horrible. their face and <laughs> laughing because... Uh, the, like Fergie at the All-Star game? Oh, Worse. This, this I is, can't believe they put this little girl out there and said you're doing awesome. But here is... This is little Fergie. <laughs> there, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Here's little Fergie uh, singing the national anthem. Stripes and bright stars Round the perilous fight Oh, the I feel so. I feel like such a jerk right now. Stop! 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 Did you hear the person in the crowd yelling for the girl as she is holding the note too long? Oh my word! Like you could hear the one person be like, "Yeah." And she's like holding that note. You're like, oh, God, stop drinking this early, please. All right, let's pick it back up. What are we doing? Somebody. What are you, Mariah Carey? (laughs) Oh, Lord. It's worse. It's, oh. Ah, my God. It's like getting beat with a bag of oranges. Wait for it. 
no, little girl. Uh. And the home <laughs> you'll never <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was... Uh, I don't even know what the question is, but I'll try. And the Rockets. <laughs> <Red Flag. laughs> That's Carl Lewis. I mean, someone, <laughs> this poor little girl, someone's going to have to tell her, you're not great at this. You know what? I was thinking about this a little more, and, and it's, <laughs> it's she's, she's, she's on fire. She's horrible. She's and, yeah. I, and I don't feel like I should be held accountable for saying like she's not any good at all. Oh, uh, and the whole why do people feel like they have to add a growl to the anthem? Because they can't sing that they can't hit the note. But this, even, this is one no, of the but, toughest songs in the history of the world to sing. But like Mariah Carey will try to do it and go like up an octave or whatever. Like I don't know why. Like don't mess with the anthem, right? No, like, yeah. Because why? they no. You, I'll tell you why. They yeah. have no choice. This song. There's a reason why Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, two of the best singers. Um, ever to really sing it. And Whitney Houston gets more credit for singing the National Anthem sure. way back in, in the day when it was at the uh, it Super Bowl. Was that the Rose Bowl? No, that was in Tampa. Or something like that. Was I think, that? I think she sang it down at the old Sombrero okay. in Tampa. Um, because they're unbelievable singers. They have such range. They have such, like, you know, uh, you know, discipline with all their notes and just their diaphragm and all that thing that, all those things that go into being a good singer. Most people can't sing it. Most people can't sing the National Anthem. But this is a situation where she's so bad, normally people give her a lot of respect for doing it anyways. Hey, she's horrible. But you know what? They start clapping out of just respect for her, like, not well, giving it's like, up. It's like, oh, good try, kid. You'll get better. You're okay. And, they, yeah, she's like a cute little kid all dressed up as a... Uh, Lady Liberty, basically. She's got the earring. She's got the 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 the, the, the headpiece, the big giant bow. She's got the stars in her hair. She's cute as hell. This is why I feel like we're all going to hell. She's uh, think about the courage I'm, I'm that booked. comes in. I'm booked anyway. This is all fun for me. Uh, the the six oh three. It sounded like a bad American Idol audition. <laughs> Old Mike in New Hampshire. It did. I'm actually amazed. And this is why I said there's. She, her friends got to know that she's not a good singer. Well, right? it's funny. Radio Chick 81 in the Twitch chat is like, she has a good voice. She needs a better coach. That's really uh, where that's That makes no sense. Radio what? Chick. Zero. She has. I have a good voice. It ain't teaching me how to sing. Really? I have a beautiful voice. I'm telling you, you can't sing the national anthem. You can't sing it. It's per- what? It's purposely hard. Go ahead. Sing it for real, though. Do you have, do you have the words? Well, I I'm you don't an, even know the words. I'm an American. I know the words. I would say most Americans do not know all the words. That to the I would agree anthem, with you. Okay? That yeah, we we <laughs> we might want to give a test to people. Everyone they would in a know while more about Kim Kardashian's the new car she's driving or what guy uh, she's dating. Well, I do feel bad for this uh, little girl, but hey, 
You put yourself out there. We're going to talk about it. Sorry, kid. Uh, There's a lesson Part of me respects you. The other part wants me to take the parents and be like, what the hell? Yeah, you right. Know, she can't think the players are laughing. Yeah. That's, uh, the players are laughing. Hey, the one That's guy, how mean are they? The one guy's covered up. His like, face is completely covered up. Being like, oh, my God. Try not to. You could see him bouncing. Oh, there's the words. You want to sing it right now? Can you scroll down? Can oh you scroll with this coop a little bit so he can literally Again, see the words? I know Fred. the words. Oh, say can Skip it. you see this segment is over. At the twilight's last gleaming, All right. broad stripes and bright. St- it's not. It's hard to read through the Hold perilous on. fight. You know what you've done now? Oh, oh. What is O E R? Well, yeah, I don't know. Er? Or or uh, you have brought Radio Chick eighty one out of calling retirement to <laughs> yell at you about the anthem singer for you. Hey, Radio Chick, go ahead. What's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> Come on. I'm well. How are you? Good. Uh, so, yeah, dude, she's got a good voice. And Foyer, Yo. you have good tone to your voice, bro. Right? You just need a code. But I know, but just because there's a there's a whole, like, guy, there's probably some, like, uh, 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 you know, voice coach that has a, uh, a vacation home because uh, he's coaching people who can't sing. <laughs> right? For real, though. Like, I said in the chat, I said in the Twitch chat, I want to know who that vocal coach is because they need to, like, be in jail right now. The girl's got good tone. I, don't I feel know. so bad. Her parents are doing her a disservice. Like, I'm a classically trained singer. Uh oh. And that song is hard. Oh, so you just out at yourself. Oh, so let's go. Well, let's- <laughs> well, but Radio Chick, I would also add this as well. Humble what brag you, right there. He's picked up on that. What do you make of the little girl's outfit? It felt like the parents really kind of. Oh, the outfit is just, that's awful. Yeah. The outfit need, that, that was horrible to begin with. But her voice, like those high tones, she hit him with some clarity. But her coach needs to just know. That yeah, coach but- needs to <laughs> never, ever open their mouth or try to train anybody else ever again. Uh, it's like flipping on the tape of a quarterback. Radio Chick, we got to run. Thank you there. We appreciate you. She does uh, great class. work she in just, the Twitch chat. She just dropped a hard old line right she there. She did a good job. Excellent job. See, job. see, Twitchers. Think if you have something really important to say, we will engage with you more than just and, texting you. And I got to give my wife a little love because she also found this last night and made she me listen. She made me listen to the whole thing, and I was squirming I during feel it. Bad. As I, was. I feel bad for teasing her because it is the amount of courage that it takes for her to get out there, knowing that she doesn't sound very well. That she's not really doing it any justice. It's like, and she's growling. You know, you can't hit that note. Just growl your way through it. That was pretty, that was something. I actually, now I don't feel like we're going to go to hell. Well, I feel like, I mean, I feel pretty good now. Well, I got. You know what it is? Horribly awesome. I have priors that are going to put me in hell anyway, and that girl was sent to torture me on my way there. That's what you're, you're here. You will hear that in hell for the eternity. Oh. That little girl singing, because that's. That is you'll hear that. That's not purgatory. Send that to I'll tell you that. Great job, great job by everybody. Good job by you. And uh, there's your big deal, no big deal. Uh, good to hear from <laughs> Radio Chick as well. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, let's get into it for you because we asked our guy Kurt Warner the tape or the talent. What do you want? 
617-779-7937. We'll talk Patriots in the draft with you next. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. 104. We're on our way to hell. Actually, there were a lot of people who were uh, pretty complimentary at us mocking. Because if you're going to sing in public... People are going to judge you, right? Even if you're a oh, yeah. cute little nine-year-old or ten-year-old yeah, or matter. whatever. Just kind of the way it is right now. I'm fine with it, though. <laughs> and then we hear from Radio Chick 81 out of the uh, Twitch chat. Good uh, afternoon to the texters. 37937. Jones and Mego come up one hour from now. Uh, it's their day to talk to Tom Curran. He will join them at 3.30. So, Fourier, you and I haven't had a chance to really do a deep dive on on these quarterbacks, and you're still evaluating, you know, guys that are about to run in their uh, underwear. Uh, today you got defensive linemen and linebackers. Tomorrow you're going to get defensive backs and tight ends. Saturday, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, the Largos own Sunday. Um, and I'm sure there will be some people that will put up big-time numbers and be like, oh, my God, look at the measurables. He's big, he's fast, he's strong, he can run. Oh, it doesn't show up on film, but by God, how can we pass a specimen like this? We hear that every year, do we not? Yeah, no. Uh, I love the Combine. Oh, I do, too. I, do. I love watching it. I love uh, – to me, it feels like uh, – I don't know. Did you ever run track? Uh, no. Or did you Did you ever no, shot put I, uh, or anything like that? No, no, no. I was on the golf team. Oh, okay. That then. was a uh, spring sport. So I went and got free golf all summer for three years. Probably a smarter move than running track. I didn't run track. Well, I mean, that was a... I, I, the, uh, the track coach at uh, Westerly and I, upon first meeting... Wasn't good. Uh, of so, course. Hell you that ruined guy. that relationship. You burnt that bridge quick. Uh, no bridge burned. He's <laughs> There's no idiot. bridge no. in the first place? He's a moron. <laughs> exactly. How, is so, he alive? <laughs> uh, I think so. And I think his brother was a uh, football coach who actually uh, coached us for, or uh, coached me for a year and then saw him later on and that was cross, but whatever. Do, what you think the, do? do you think the Patriots still value the three-cone drill with their new philosophy? You know why? I, I Yeah, they do. Because it is one of the few drills at the Combine that I think every NFL team puts stock into. Especially for the skill guys. Because I don't care if a lineman's got a great three-cone drill. I just need to know they got good footwork, they're tough, they can explode, all that kind of stuff. But I think the three-cone drill, defensive backs, wide receivers... Running backs, those are the three where I think that drill matters. And if you are a quote-unquote move quarterback, same thing on the three-cone drill. Are you just a guy that is really fast and just runs really good in a straight line? Or do you have evadeability? Do you make people miss? I still think three-cone, I think there are more teams. You mentioned earlier, you know, everybody does the, the, the 40 I think every organization is in on the three cone. I'm not so sure that every organization needs a great 40 time. Hmm. Because well, think about it. You're, the, the, the three cone drill is more reflective of football movement than the 40. The 40 yard dash is nothing. Like when people say, oh, Terrell Owens at 47 years old ran a 4440. Who cares? It's a straight line. 
How often do you run but a straight still, line in the league? Because I would also say, like, the bench test is probably the in the real big scheme of things, the least important test that they give there. For a quarterback and a defensive back, I probably – now, safety is a little different than corner maybe. Like, I think there's nuance by position, but on the whole – I'm with you. I think of for, why just those well, positions? Why not? Well, because I think linebacker, with, tight end. Well, because I think with linemen, um, there you can judge explosion when you're doing the the rep max on the bench press. Let's say, you know, and how much a guy will grind. Like if a guy's got 33 reps, he's just go okay. I did good enough. Or is he grinding for the 34th? And is he grinding for the 35th rep? I think there's. Little mm. thing. The the number they put up, there could be no difference between an offensive lineman that does that benches 225 25 times versus the guy that does it 40. But if the guy that does it 40, does he just kind of bang it out and then rack it and be like, Yeah, I'm a badass, and that's it? Whereas the guy with 25 is really grinding to get everything out of him that he possibly can. But they but they all grind out the, the, as many as they can. Uh, oh, abs- no, absolutely. Tony Mandrich didn't. I can tell you that much. You okay, ever see that guy? One guy no, but still, he's the Reuter. I just feel like it's, it's like, and that's why, like, it, it's no, no matter, because you're right about the 40, it's like, but it's still the sexiest. Most like the hundred meter dash is still the coolest, most anticipated race in the in the Olympics. Being the, It'll be there this summer. Being like the, the fast, Olympics, being the fastest guy at the combine matters, and it, it, it probably for you know not. I, it's not the end all be all. See, and that's why I say the tape talent debate. I'm I'm always a tape guy. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was getting drafted, like I was hurt. I didn't do any of the stuff at the combine. Did my own crappy workout at CU. But I was like, at least I got good tape against good players and a good conference. Like, and I got numbers to back it up. So that helped. Um, but I, the the careers can be made. Ground can be made up at the combine. Like, absolutely. Um, guys that uh, played late into uh, you know the playoffs. Uh, maybe they got hurt. They didn't do anything. Maybe they didn't go to. They didn't go to any of these all-star games, and first time you see them is when they show up at the combine. Oh, ball opt-outs. Those are the ones. And you're like, those are the crap. guys who those are the guys who just be like F class. I don't need that. I'm going to the league. And you start skipping class and you start loading up. Oh yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Take that however you want. You can be loading up on mashed potatoes. Load up. Your job now is a, you're basically a workout warrior. Well, it's one of the things with Jaden Daniels that people have talked about is that there's, I, I read in one of the reports, he hopes to get up to 210 pounds by the, by the, oh by the God, combine. He's, a, he's tiny. Like that, that number, it was like, oh my God. Because even if Jaden Daniels weighed in at, say he weighs in at 212, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's there. Like, he's still slight of frame. And I don't know, when you really look at, at the build of Daniels, I, I I don't know if there is the ability to carry, you know, 15 more pounds on him or something like that. And if Elliot Wolf, and I don't remember exactly how he said it, uh, but he, he was going to go back to, like, the, the things that matter, the measurables, Speed, height, strength, like all those things that well, are they important. Want those explosive players yeah, on but both like, sides yeah, of the ball. But yeah. the measurables. So if if you're looking at measurables, he doesn't have it. He's not a prototypical anything. Right. He's not a prototypical quarterback. I mean, he's not he's too short. He's too small. He run he's not is he gonna be able to see? When I set up a 
typical offensive play mm-hmm. and the linemen are all in your can you find the little crease can you can you not get the ball knocked down all these things i think are extremely important and then just like i said earlier you can talk yourself out of anything because this is one of the ways. Hey, he can't throw. He can't see through this. He can't do that. He'll never get a pass off. The linemen are six six. We're gonna have to roll them out. We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to do this. They're gonna have to play action. In the hell. Okay. Yeah, but. Yeah, but watch this play. Look at this tape. Same situation. SEC playing Florida, playing Alabama. This guy's legit. Got out of it. He He's outrunning SEC cornerbacks. Well, uh, and I'm not saying this just because it was Mac Jones. However, whenever Mac was coming out, some of the narrative from fans was, oh, he's throwing wide open guys. So was Jaden Daniels. Are we, are we going to look at it as apples to apples? Not so much you. I'm not saying that you, Fourier, were one of those people. But for those that were just, maybe the anti-Billites are all happy because Bill's gone and we're not going to hear that. But you heard that silliness of the whole, well, you had first-round picks, a wide receiver. All right, well, Jaden Daniels, same thing. Are we going to call, is it going to be apples to apples and are we going to look at it that way? Or is it going to be a good thing that Jaden Daniels played with guys like that? Again, That's again beauty talk yourself in the in, eye of the beer yeah, holder. In or out. I'm just sitting there thinking about. It's the, so stupid. What a dumb narrative, by the way. Oh, he hit wide open guys. Well, that's it, it what was you, a knock on Joe Burrow. Yeah, and Joe Burrow's just fine. I mean, uh, 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 guess what? You draw up offensive plays to work. You don't draw them up to highlight the quarterback's ability to run around and scramble. Like, well, that was kind of my that was kind of my thing um, for uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I was like, these guys he's throwing to—they're all unbelievable. Now, I mean, how? I mean, any top end quarterback would be. Just as successful mm-hmm. if he was in a different house. So how the hell would you know? You know, like even like so I mentioned this to you earlier. Let me see if I can find it real quick because some some guy actually tweeted out like a bunch of questions that he would ask. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams, and one of them was um, this is a good one. Yeah, the backup quarterback uh, for um, uh, for USC was a guy by the name of Matt Barkley. No, 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 it's not Matt Barkley. No, of course I can't. It's just, uh, it was uh, Matt Castle. No, no. Oh, Miller Moss. Who? Miller Moss That's, was the backup quarterback to Caleb Williams. Sounds fake, but it isn't. It sounds like a PR firm. No, no. Yeah, that's like a movie character, right? Uh, <laughs> one of the questions would be, uh, hey, Caleb Williams, uh, do you think Miller Moss throwing six touchdowns in his uh, first start in a bowl game is because of Lincoln Riley's system? So you dominated this Lincoln Riley system with all these great players, and you know, and uh, Jerry Rice's son is on that team. Looks like a baller. They got good. They got good at everything. Or is it just the system? Well, you can't say the system just proved that you know that it works because here's this dude that doesn't even play through six touchdowns, six, six touchdowns, and like it, it's the system. It's the talent. So if you're doing it, what makes you so special? Now that we know that this dude. Uh, Probably from uh, you know Newport Beach, California, not oh, Newport, Rhode Island. Okay, or or Mass. Miller Moss, Newport Mass is big too. Right next to Seacog. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Everything's in Rhode Island, and it's it, there's something to it. No, there is. There very much is. And here's the thing too about uh, Caleb Williams. It felt like there was a regression, and then it was oh I I'm gonna I'm you know what I'm just gonna pack up and go home. 
But do you also think it's because he had to play Superman? They were giving up 50 points a game. Yeah, they had no defense. They fired their defensive coordinator. It was a track meet. They did have no defense, but if they were still, say they're losing games 50 to 43, and Daniels is still throwing five touchdown passes, finding a way to keep them, you know, in the game all the time. I just think for Caleb Williams, some of the stuff that people have questions on are more about. I think the mental toughness and the ability to kind of grind through the bad because when it started to go bad at SC, Jaden, or excuse me, uh, I'm going to say Jaden Daniels, but Caleb Williams took a half a step back. Instead of taking the half a step forward into the leadership role, it was, oh, no, let me distance myself from all these slaps that I'm playing with and not talk to the media and stuff like that. That you got to flesh out because – the going will be rough for all three of those guys at some point, correct? Like, it's not going to be smooth sailing, I don't think, for any of these top three dudes. 617-7797-937. And some odds and ends to get to as well, including a story on this this guy, Chiefaholic. Oh, and his lawyer. Holy smokes. That's why you hire good lawyers. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Let it breathe, Sean. You know, Wiggy, the first time I got, uh, first time I got to go hands across America with a lady in the parking lot was to this song. Let it breathe, Sean. Greg Hill Show, 6 to 10. Look at my helicopter at, uh, why do we have a copter? What do you figure? 10, 10 a.m., the helicopter will be ready on field two. Field they'll two. Just, they'll just walk right over there. Yep. The thing will take off. Take them to Orlando. They're on the 1130 home. Well, eventually we'll have big news to share. Oh, you mean eventually. like uh, you mean like how we're going to walk to the draft and raise money for... Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. a good idea. No, it's not. That's a terrible idea. Well, I can't walk. So you're right. That's actually a stupid idea. Maybe you could well, like ride. Well, you should be walking right now. If I'm, no. if I'm, I mean, <laughs> Billy, were we not told? And I quote: "Walking boot for a week and then transition from there." Correct. And today, if you had I don't had listen to the doctor. Oh yeah, I mean, if 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 Christian had shown up today with black sandals on. He literally would be ready to, like, head down to, you know, the Pines of Mar Gables and be ready to retire with your giant black pull-up old Is person Is it even doing sock. anything, the sock? Is that, does that sock even doing anything? It's a compression sock, Billy, yes. So, no, it isn't. No. So, it's I, all for look. Wait, you think I would Is wear this? Your, same thing hold on. No, no, no. But yeah. you, would, you would wear it for somebody to be like, hey, what's up with the... Uh, you want no. sympathy. You're doing no. it as a conversation starter. Uh-huh. I, I will I will take the sock off. Compression things just keep things where they should be. It doesn't serve no, like a medical purpose. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no I'm abs- with Billy will, on this. Like when players wear like, oh, I just got one sleeve, like an outfielder wearing one sleeve. Oh, you're that's, doing it because it no. looks cool. Because you know what? I think it looks cool. Because Christian I'm with the let you guys finish. No, because Christian... Now, if you had like that tape, you know, the K tape doesn't work. Yeah, but, but that does. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Billy is Dr. on something. And, and Dr. Gresh. No, but you were walking around yesterday with the walking boot, and you yeah. had on a regular sneaker. And, on my left foot, yes. And I still had and, the compression sock right, on my right but, foot. But not enough people 
around here noticed because you were walking normal. With so, a boot on. So today, when you go to normal Christian in shorts with one giant black sock pulled up to your knee, more people are going to stop and be like, oh, my God, are you okay? Therefore, giving you... Oh, this is the kind stupidest the, theory you the, guys have the, ever come up with. Well, it, it is... You in were the, groaning nonstop this morning. It hurt to walk. To walk. I, well, why? Well, what, what, he groaned. that, Christian? It, it hurt to walk. No, but here's the thing. He groans every morning when he opens that door. In the control room where we where we uh, that that's not true. Every morning, it's true. Uh, wait, all right, really? Uh, if wait, you this is the way I every well, time I walk into our your little our little control center, you let out an I let like ah. Well, I, I, don't know if I, like a, I don't know if it's who you. It's, it's you. No, you know we know you here. We or, hear you coming from down the hallway. Or you wipe out coming in your little wheelie cart. Okay, <laughs> one so, of the two. For, to defend my my black compression sock that absolutely does work. And I'm not wearing the boot, first of all, because I, I sat there and go, well, I drive to work. I sit down for four hours. I'm not walking anywhere. Why do I need that stupid boot on? I, I'm going I'm to go from here to my car. It's a part of your healing, though. Okay, so like, uh, a total of 100 steps is not going to make a difference. Dude, and I found the stiffest, ugliest shoe I could find that would somehow replicate the boot that I'm supposed to be wearing at the moment. With, with that, knowing that because I'm not wearing the boot, my ankle would swell. Uh, because I'm not supposed to be walking on it that much. Right. I said, you know, let me right. put a compression right. sleeve on mm-hmm. so, therefore, I can still bend my ankle uh, because uh, the, the sleeve, the ankle sleeve, will, I mean, will, uh, you know, move the swelling away from my ankle joint. That's my thought process. This sounds like so much more work than just slapping on a boot. Yeah, I don't I like the boot. The boot I don't like the boot. I don't like the boot. I don't like the boot. <laughs> I don't like it. I feel like it's, it's like the doctor's just messing with me. Like, he knows I don't want to wear that boot. Yeah, He's, like, trying to yeah, stick it to me. Okay, now, to hold, yeah, about. here's the with all the diplomas on the wall. Yeah, you're, so, in University your, of, like, did you, to, uh, did you go to school for eight years? No, but in your, no, but his brother's a doctor. <laughs> um, also, but, he knows. But your, uh. What does your, your brother have to say about this? I didn't tell him. Smart. You're turning I told this, him I was taking the bandages off, and he yelled at me. I was like, what do you know? But you, but you turn <laughs> this into a competition. You think like, you're better than me? Like, yeah. It's like the Mandel bomb. You know what it was? I actually Mandel hung up on. He didn't give me the answer I was looking for. Oh, like, of course. <laughs> like you're a doctor or something. Well, you changed oh, your question 15 times on him. Well, I, I pissed him off and I called him a uh, podiatrist and he like he started oh, yelling at me. Oh, he's still a doctor. So he's an ankle specialist. He does all he does is surgery on ankles. But I called him a uh, podiatrist. Okay, you got so done. the guy who does ankle <laughs> surgeries, yeah. telling you to keep the boot on, yeah. and you're so stubborn you go. that you're like, nope. No, it's a competition between okay, brothers right. as I'm to who knows more. Yeah. I'll show you. Oh, That's what it is. Bad idea? Yeah. Terrible I've, idea. I've done, I've done this more than him, so that's all I'll say. You mean on your own body? Yeah. I've had <laughs> this like my eighth surgery on my ankle. I know what I'm doing. I well, evidently I not. told him I what I told not. him was nice. what I said is you don't know my life. <laughs> Nine I said lives. you don't you don't know my life. You don't know my life. And I hung up on him. You don't know Jerk. these people that I work with. Did you reach out to him for like his thoughts on it? Or oh it yeah, he's got my he's got my my MRI everything. File he's got your he file does. He has my file. It. Yeah, I and mean he still ignored it. Yeah, I just love how he's, yeah he does ankle surgeries. What does he know? How do you, like how does your family put up with you? Your mother sends you daily <laughs> affirmations. You probably ignore. Yeah, them. Your oh, brother, definitely. I don't ignore them. Here. I talked to my mother yesterday. Thank you very much. Not today though. Can't do. I can't do it every day. Do you talk to your mother every day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my God! I kind of again, again. Do you again, really? That's on really, text. Honestly, yeah. Christian, you come in here every day <laughs> and you think you can win us over in your conversations and your debates about things, yeah. and you are O for the century. <laughs> hold on, O for the century. Hold right, let me run on. This by you, and not hold once if we ever went. On. Not once if we went. Christian, you're right. Okay. Have you you really talked to your mom every single day? I talk to my mother at least two to three times a week because she has the baby. Okay, but that's two or three times a week. But do you talk to her? Every, I, Nick, do I check in yes. with my mother every day. Yes, every day. There's normally do a text. you. There's normal. We well, we kind of have the family. Text do you talk to yeah. your mother every day? Yeah, text. you're a liar. I'm gonna see your phone. I'm gonna see your phone because I don't believe you. You're a liar. What? I you're a 100 percent liar. I don't believe you. Someone's getting defensive. <laughs> Not at, no, you're making me feel like I'm a terrible son. No, want no, proof. because you don't no, listen. No, you're because, a terrible son. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Christian, I don't believe you. Christian is now deflecting because he's trying to figure out that if I do, unlike Tom Brady, turn over my phone to him, the Ted Wells of this situation, then he's thinking of the excuse as to why he doesn't do it. As if it's a competition when it isn't. No, it's Are not. you that busy and important that you can't check in and be like, Mom, how's your day going? I talk to like well, my she parents sends like him a, a book. lot. Well, she sends him a book every morning. And, I mean, but no, I don't talk to her every the day. Book of it's there's a but you're telling me, Gresh, what with but no 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 bit of a lie. Well, normally that you talk to your mom every single day. But again, you gotta remember too, not only is it like but it's the string with my mom, my dad, me, my wife. My brother, my sister-in-law. So there's a lot of stuff kind the of going on. Now. No, but there's Do you uh, have a one-on-one text string going along with your mom, where you personally, because I have a, I have oh, text string oh, with my cousins. Oh, no, 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 I mean no. you know, well, that's, I didn't that's know. Like, that's I didn't not even know. Fair. You're I cheating. didn't know it. I didn't know it had to be an individual one. I feel like you oh, said, you're part of the group. Is there is there contact with my mother every day? Do I end up conversing in some way, even via text with my mother every day? That answer would be yes. I know it's not in your perfect text. How? Hold on. How do you want me to communicate with my mother so that it makes you happy and whole so that you don't feel like you're such a bad kid because you ignore your mother's daily devotion? That's not true. You I don't ignore them. Ignore. I say okay. your mother's. You don't send back I amen. absolutely do. I have you the praying hands. The praying hands, pray hands. That's all. <laughs> I Thumbs say, up emoji, prayer I say emoji. thanks, Mom. I reply, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, whatever it is now, and with, and spirit. with your spirit. Oh, man. I do feel like I'm probably going to... Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't talk to my parents every single day. Like, I don't. She tries I, to talk yeah, to you No day. one's judging you. I you're, feel like you're, there's you're, a lot of judgy eyes. Or maybe it's judging guilt. Us. You're judging yourself. Guilt. No, you're... Guilt. Again, because you turned it into a competition, you had to right ask now. everybody. Text her. So it, uh, it, we were talking about an idea, a stupid idea, not stupid, <laughs> a uh, a potentially silly idea that we were going to do with Coop, right? It's it's fun. It's not stupid. It's fun. Whatever. And we mentioned one word. <laughs> it didn't. We, uh, he had no idea. Christian has no idea what we were talking about. The whole brackets thing. <laughs> what we could put in there. Coop said. Oh, yeah, it'd be like a little competition. <laughs> this guy, around the corner, normally can't hear nothing, <laughs> hopping along with his uh, diabetic sock or whatever, <laughs> and yells from around the corner, Oh, I'm in! Doesn't even know what it is. But it's a competition, so uh, by God, there you go. I'm going to put you with other gimply-legged people, and you guys can have a race.
You have your little boot race. It'll make you feel good and it'll make I you cannot, feel better. I, I cannot believe you think I purposely, it's not because I want attention, because I just feel like I know better. That's why I took the boot off. And you if feel. If you want people to ask, go with the tape instead of the sock. And you feel. No, the tape is a, such a crock. Why the do you feel like you work know for anything? Why do you feel like you know better than the doctor? Because, uh,. It's my leg. My body, my choice. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, yeah, yeah, whatever. But my ankle's different. I, I'm like David Price. You're like, a I, have new, a, I have a unique elbow. Walk a mile in my boot. Yeah. Hey, he's like a new age athlete. Oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to have say in what's going to happen. I'm going to determine. Not you, Dr. Man. I'm going to determine what happens to me. So the doctor was like, it's 2024, and people say the corporate culture's different. I don't care that you broke your elbow. So, so you're, the, the, I'm so, going to tell you how to operate on my ankle. You give me a nerve block on my leg, and I'm going to talk you through it. I got a steak knife. Walk me through this right now. <laughs> no. I, so this, I, I get I get the surges from this guy, hotshot doctor, big popular guy, right, known around town. Ooh, oh, a big highfalutin uh, ankle specialist, right? He uh, thinks he's no, he knows more than me. I know everything, but so, I went to the top ankle specialist. I, to, I, I was like, all right, listen, so you put this ace bandage on. I was like, why'd you put this ace bandage on here? Uh, I was like, why'd you do this? Like the, the, I was like, the damn thing's falling off already. I was like, why do I even need this thing? Why don't you just put me in a boot? He's like, well, you know, we, the most important thing is that we don't want your leg to get infected and the assistions. And, you know, it's very important that, you know, because if you get infected, like, you're, you may die. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. I started taking it off. I mean, God almighty. Yeah, I put it back on, oh, though. Don't they I yell it back at, on. Don't they, like, yell at you and be like, hey, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> so how much longer were you supposed to be in the boot? Well, how much longer were you supposed to be in the boot? Hold on. Hold on. To be fair. Here we go. To I want be, you to be fair. I want you to be honest. How okay, long to be fair. To <laughs> Good catch. To be fair See, and were, honest. Okay. To be fair and honest, the doctor said Ooh. that uh, transition out of the boot with your trainer. If you're if you're a PT, your therapist, your physical therapist. Okay. So I, I saw him yesterday. Him last time we said like, oh, March eighth. Uh, and uh, so the physical therapist was like, wow, you're looking pretty good. He's like, ah, you don't have to wear the boot if you don't want to. I said, okay. That was it. Did Alex have anything else to say? That was it. I'm assuming you went to Alex Guerrero. <laughs> to get your leg rubbed down. <laughs> oh, my God. We're back to the gummy lighthouses again. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think the gummy lighthouses would go over so well with Coop. Maybe Coop's trying to get fired. I don't uh, know. What is going on over man. there? Oh, all right, I then. just don't think I need it. Well, uh, everyone definitely has noticed, on the first floor anyway, your giant oh, sock. I'm, I'm so happy they noticed my black compression sock, which is medically recommended by three out of ten doctors. But you know better, so why would you Absolutely. listen to them? Three out of ten. That's all. Three out of ten. <laughs> right? That's true. That's like if I'm a, You're if I'm a hitter, I'm awesome. Three out of ten. What do the other seven recommend? Taping it up? Keeping your boot on as Keeping long as Keeping your boot on. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. tape. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Can you? Uh, I don't know who it is upstairs. It used to be Rachel. I don't know who's up there now, but there's going to be a giant box delivered of, uh, yeah, we got these mounds of athletic tape. Anybody know where they're going? Oh, it's probably Fourier. Uh, oh, man. So you were supposed to be out of the boot on Sunday? Uh, yeah, at the earliest. Okay. Do you feel okay? I feel fine. But, um, meaning, hold on. Let me let me redirect your honor. <laughs> let me redirect here and say, uh, 
you're not going to mess this up, no, are you? I am not. Again, you don't know my life. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, but uh, no, no. It, it's it is because if you fall down, go boom. <laughs> I mean, first you were of all, wiping out on the wheelie cart, do, it, and the first thing you would do is try to make sure your legs in the I air. Know. What if? Well, you, that was the most important. What part. if you trip off the curb? Don't you think doctors overall like they're overly cautious sometimes? Well, I mean, sometimes they're overly cautious. You know, like I actually drove. I'm not, I can't even say this. They're this overly. Is, I can't even you, say this. Hey, Billy, I want to find me a doctor who doesn't numb me up before he cuts me open. I I did this once, and I'll never do it again because uh, <laughs> I remember the doctor was like, "I had this surgery. I had this quick day surgery up here in Boston, right? Same uh, similar issue on okay. my ankle." And the nurse was like, "Oh, you got to make sure that you have somebody drive you home." I was like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'll drive myself home." Well, you you know, hospital policy, out. you're not allowed. To drive yourself home. I was, said, don't worry about it. I'm fine. We're supposed to be shocked by this? No, that's my point. I'll never do it again. The 207. Hardo. Oh, yeah. It's a definite. <laughs> no, no, no. Dumbo. Christian's like the biggest hardo. No, no. Dumbo. No. There's nothing hardo. No, it's stupidity. Oh, no. It is nothing but stupidity. It was the dumbest thing I ever done. I shouldn't have done it because I was still kind of <laughs> looped up. <laughs> well, <laughs> should you... <laughs> How often should you call your mother? That's a good that's one a good day. Coop's got a bowl up there right now on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. And he's embedded it right should in. Should I? No, honest to God, should I be calling and text and checking in every day? She reaches out to you every day. I, that was not so my question, Nick. You should respond not my question. every day. I do <laughs> respond. That's different what, what? than reaching out. Should I be reaching out? Should a son be reaching out to their mother every day? As long as you talk to her, I think it's fine. Yeah, but she texts I, I think you it and doesn't you ignore her. Yeah, I, oh, I think see, it doesn't. No, you got to no. stop that. That's yeah. now that's a lie. Uh-oh. I you're never. Uh oh, you're in the same cat mode now. Look out! I never. I I respond every time. I just okay, don't. I don't right, initiate. I don't initiate the contact every hold, time. Hold on, time. I now. don't initiate. If you respond every time, then technically you are in contact with her. So why are you yes, stopping? Fine, why are you no, but this? no, but I, I. My point is like she engages me all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so that's my okay. thing is like I feel like you know that's easy. That's like a cheat code. Like I get credit for something that she's really doing. Can I, can I just give you as the long easy as you respond? You're fine. Can I just give you the easy hack? Go ahead. You're clearly responding to Mama Fourier with her thoughts of Lord and God and all that, right? Yeah. Sending you the 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 spiritual guidance you need since you, you only know you to get through your day. Just one call a week. That's all you got to do. I do because that. That's about as that's that I do at least I I I think I do that. At least I do that. I think I do that. You know what? We've now clearly <laughs> crossed over into he who doth protest too much. Do you know who Can't this? Defend it. Do you know who this really bothers more than anyone at the end of the day? You. Oh yeah. You I feel guilty. Your, you I are feel guilty. I feel horrible. See, you're working yourself up. No, into, I feel terrible right well, now. This is the power of religion. It's just it's, it's it Catholic guilt is what I call it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Catholic guilt with a little bit of motherly guilt. It's it is really spiritual bullying, and now you feel the guilt of not doing enough, which is exactly yeah. what they want. So when they pass the plate, what would you do? Oh, let me. I'm gonna put, put in, in too much. I'll put in a ten this week yeah. instead of a five. Yeah, I got to make amends <laughs> with the Lord. Everybody does it through money, uh, or some do. I think you're fine. I think your bigger issue is that you want to try to, you know, go. Uh, you you want to try, uh, go play five minutes for the Celtics with your bum <laughs> bum ankle. That to me is the scarier oh, thing. Oh man! So is a uh, big deal, no big deal. Next. 
question for you. W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Ah, tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Andrew Raycroft with us tomorrow at 1125. Lou Maloney from the fort at noon. Uh, they had a girl singing the anthem on the uh, eight fifty call of the Red Sox game. That was fantastic. Not like the little girl that we uh, that we saw earlier. So we'll have a, a big deal, no big deal tomorrow. I have a funny feeling the Chief Aholic will be the big deal, no big deal. Tomorrow. Yeah, I might as well put that in. We were yeah. going to get into it, but it was more fun to bully Christian for totally walking fine. around looking it's therapy. for it's looking more for therapy. more attention and. Um, yeah. All right. Billy Lanny, are you done? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Thank I'm God. Not. I'm not. There's uh, there's a video that goes with this one, so I don't know if Coop has it. So are Come you on, guys, Coop. either one of you guys, like, obsessed about your sneakers? Like, yeah. Do you really care? Like, do you have a... <laughs> I am a little bit. I'll admit. Yeah. yeah, you have a little bit of a Peter Pan complex. No, I just, I like, my, I, it comes from my youth. I never had shoes. I had one pair of shoes. Yeah. I would have... We didn't, my parents bought us one pair of shoes that we wore to school and we wore to church. Yeah. And, wore, and, then, and then and even if we wore them out, they wouldn't buy us another pair of shoes. So I get a little obsessed with shoes. Yeah. Fair. I almost like collect them. All right. Now, no need to get hot about it. Again. Man, <laughs> man. Yeah, we're not bullying so you. Holy nobody, cow. nobody said a word. Yeah. <laughs> easy for an offensive player. He's yeah. very defensive. Easy flip flop. <laughs> uh. Okay, so this video came out a few days ago. <laughs> Four years got PTSD for the time his dad got him zips. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wallabies. Wallabies. Yeah, yeah, Wallabies. Nice pair of ruse. <laughs> Rules are too expensive. I keep my quarters in the zipper. No, yeah. rules are too expensive. <laughs> so I can buy a huggy drink. No. That's how they hooked Christian to Colorado. Hey, look at these rules. We got lots there, of these here. There was here. not a brand <laughs> name to be found. <laughs> what are like? What are Red Wings? Oh, they're knockoff Jordans. <laughs> Speaking of Jordans, oh boy! Uh, this video came out the other day. DJ Khaled. You guys know who he is. Yep. He had a fresh pair of Jordans on, and he made his security guards carry him from his car to a little like uh almost like a sideline car in an nfl game that you would bring an injured player on and drove him to the stage so his sneakers did yeah. not touch the dirt okay Billy, now think about this, this. Is, dj Khaled is my size if not bigger he's 300 pounds and imagine asking somebody i don't care how much money you have imagine asking imagine asking your security gods to carry you out of the car to a little doom buggy to get you to the stage. It's a douche. It's, it's a douche move. Out of the right? doom buggy yeah. and put him on the stairs. I mean, that is that's about as big a douche move as uh, as you can. Yeah, have. that's a big. I saw this story, <clears throat> so I didn't even see the story. I just saw the video, Billy, and I was I thought he was hurt, <clears throat> and I thought I was like, why? Why is everybody ripping this guy? Because he, he's obviously hurt. Why would somebody? Why would his bodyguards be carrying him? He had ankle surgery and took it in. A, and he took his, his boot hands. off. He yeah. took his boot off. Yeah, he, this, took, he took the boot off and put on a compression sock. As far as... With uh, with $1,000 with sneakers. It's a little tight. It breathes better. Uh, 
Are we done? No. Nope. Are we done? We're not done. We when, have three or four minutes. All right, hold on. Would when you hold on? End? Hold on. You have three minutes. You have a. Uh, you have. Three, I have a comment on this story. You have three full minutes. Rip us. Go on. No, I don't know. I, I, had a, I had a, I'm, I'm interested in the story. Okay. That Billy creatively, you know, brought up, which I thought was great because I saw it. I just would like to comment now. I forgot what my comment was. I was going to agree with him that this is a douche move. And so as far you, as one, I'll use the Robert Kraft. Okay. One to a hundred as far as douche moves by a superstar rapper. <laughs> This would be a hundred, right? Oh yeah, this is up. Well, there. then you're not a schm- well, you're you're a schmuck. How about this? It's such a d bag move. Even Greg Hill would wince at this. How about how about wear a old pair of Jordans and then if you you know if the whole point is for you to be on stage and for people to see them, change them. Change them. Yeah. Now um, a question instead is, of asking your security guys to carry you. Uh, you know what it is? It's a cry for attention. Oh, it's one hundred percent. Kind of like a black compression yeah, sock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same same thing. Do you yeah, think correct. he has a six hundred dollar pair of Jordans that he's never worn? Yo, yeah. Multiple. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Yeah, what's the status on and those? His were, and his weren't accidentally ordered. You be, why, why you, would I buy, buy you, a pair? Are you eBay in them, bitches? At some uh, point? I think I may give them to my son for a graduation. Happy graduation. Oh, yeah. there you go. Spoiler, like, spoiler alert. Yeah. You're getting some MJ yeah. if you're not listening. Yeah. Hey, hey, just know, I was thinking of you. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's already been paid. I already bought them. So, so you also like hook them up. So you all the same size? You can get yeah, away with a 13. That? Oh, oh yeah, death. That's the best thing ever. Yeah, for no me. one in my house wears my shoes. No, it's <laughs> perfect. He's a thirteen. It's easy. They're already in the box. Oh, Bam. look at that. So he'd have no idea. Like he doesn't know you have them, right? No, no. They're still they're still in the in the box. No, but I mean, like this isn't an open secret in your house that Dad dumbly bought a pair of shoes oh, and was sitting in well, the in, in, the in my house. Uh, my wife and I, we obviously know the other kids don't, and he doesn't know. Oh, there he's you not go. There. So, yeah, so we got to yeah, burn this. Can we burn this? Hey, no. Audio. Maybe we'll if he burn his it. parents every day. Hit I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, though. I should know what it feels like when you have kids that are away in, in college and they, and they don't call, call you. you. You're like, why does anybody ever check right, in on me? How many times do you talk to your wife and go, oh. oh, when was the last time we heard from so-and-so? So yeah. you know what? Now, I, mean, I call my kids all the time. No, I'm like a stalker. Maybe that's what it is. Is that really, in the end, Christian's defensiveness about not contacting Mama Foye enough is really deep-rooted sadness because his own kids ignore him. So he takes it out on his parents. Wow, we got to the bottom of this. I mean... Uh, That's a real... That's a deep pull, I understand. That is, a, that is, I think there may be some truth to that. I, I think so, funny. yeah. And you know what? My poor mom is and, the victim, and, really, and, in this whole and, thing. And, and in that end, I now feel bad for you. See? Now you know where my pain really comes from. There you go. It's not your fault. Look no, at that. no, no. Not you, Gresh. My pain really comes you. from not wearing the boot. Well, you know what? <laughs> hey, boys, I think uh, I think we just say Fourier. What do we figure? 85 or 100 bucks in a... In therapy? Uh, in therapy? Uh, it's pizza and tomorrow. More on, a, on a more on a graduation. Oh, on present. the graduation gift too. That's right. Saves them like three hundred bucks. That's got fifty dollars of pizza written all over it. And you're smiling, unlike before, where you were getting you all pizza. worked up. Oh, that is true. You guys didn't take. Ooh, yeah, I know it's the pizza. pizza. It's a thought Ooh. of pizza. <laughs> it's like it's nothing to do with you guys. <laughs> Razor joins us tomorrow at eleven twenty-five. <laughs> Lou from the fort at noon. And uh, only I get picked on tomorrow. So it's a a, 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 a pickless zone for Christian. How's that? <laughs> I paid my dues today. That's it. You're done. A week's still get worth. Back to him. You took your lumps. <laughs> yes. I'm calling my mom as soon as I get in the car. Good. And like all my kids to shame them. Oh, there we go. Hey, we took again, a poll. It says you should contact your parents at least yep. once or twice. Here's the competition part of it. I called your grandmother. I love you more. <laughs> That's right. How come you don't call me? Uh, 
All right, Chicken and Billy produced it on the radio side. If something went wrong, blame them. Coop on the video side. Jones and Mego are next. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning with our compression socks on at 10 a.m. Thank you for listening. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.